you know, I hadn't done very many interviews this week, but, you know, because of my relationship with you, Jeff and, and Bray, I'll, I'll get on here and see if I can stir this thing up a little bit. Well, let's welcome everybody to the Coaches in the Mouth pod. Coach Jeff Williams here, along with Coach Bray Cook. The mouth is on assignment. I think it's Thanksgiving, so he put himself on assignment this sure, week. Sure. He's out of assignment, going to be hitting some high school games. Coach, uh, man, what a show do we we have on today. I tell you what, Bray, got a, a bunch of guests, a little bit more than mm-hmm. usual. Going to hit a lot of Razorback uh, football, recap the game from the last Friday. We got Richard Davenport going to bring him in, talk a little recruiting and, and how this coaching situation, uh, yep. where we're at and how that's affect recruiting. Also going to have the head coach from Missouri on Eli Drinkwich to discuss a little bit well his thoughts about the Razorback game coming up this week and in the Missouri Tigers eyes. Also, then we'll get into high school. We've got, we'll bring on obviously Daryl Fimple. We've got three big guests in high school, Brad Harris, head coach at Benton, mm-hmm. Scott Reed, the head coach at Cabot's going to break down some 7A force, and then uh, the head coach at Elkin, Zach Watson. And of course, we'll have our picks. Mr. Triple Crown Derek will be on, talk a little college and, and NFL football this weekend. And so we've got an action packed show, yeah. a little special edition for uh, Thanksgiving. But let's, let's start off with this. Let's go back to last Saturday, uh, Florida International, 6 30 game. I was texting you. You were a little worried about the crowd. A little worried. A little worried early on, and uh, uh, crowd showed up pretty good. Got loud. The ones are involved, like you said. What was your, what'd you see, you know, especially coming off the Auburn performance and everything, all the outside noise, what did you see well, that's, Saturday? That's what I was nervous about, you know, pulling into into Fayetteville and not a whole lot of traffic. <laughs> it's kind of driving faster than, than, than normal. Uh, but – once I got there, got set up, got the tailgate going. Um, it really was uh, a lot more, a lot more fans uh, than I anticipated driving in, and the fans that were there were excited about the game, and they were they were uh, fully behind Coach Pittman and the Hogs, and um, the atmosphere, you know, was I'm not gonna say electric, but it was uh, pretty intense. A lot of people out there having fun, um, excited about the game. Um, so that was good to see. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a win is always is always nice to, to end the night with. Well, a win is, and you know, no matter who you're playing, especially where they're at in that the point in time of the season, yep. just getting a victory, getting a, getting that bad taste out of your mouth is a big deal. You know, offensively put up 44 points. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively gave up a you know a drive, a couple of drives early, and really, really you know sunk in and, and played really well. Uh, got some injuries. Looks like you know, but running mm-hmm. backs are are going to be a major issue this week against Missouri. Uh, what you know? Let's go into this, Bray. We're going into the Missouri game here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to really get into it with Coach Drinkwitz here in a minute. But going into this game this week, you know, Senior Day, Senior Night, and you know, last time some of those guys are ever going to put a helmet on, yep. and you know, what's the mindset, effort wise, you know. Some you seen seen funny things happen during those those times. You know, with senior night, it's always a, a tale of either are you going to be able to remain focused uh, and execute and win a big game, uh, or you know, and 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 to be honest, in, in this situation, um, are you going to be able to go out there and, and compete one last time for uh, 
for the Razorbacks. And, and for a lot of these guys, it's going to be, it's his, like you said, last time putting on the helmet. So um, not worried about our guys going out there and, and losing their minds in a, in a huge high-stakes football game. But going out there as a team, um, let's execute one last time uh, and end this thing on a high note uh, because they absolutely have you know every ability to do so. Um, and you look at the record, and, and as unfortunate and as tough as it is, there's still a lot of highlights this season of games that we were in until the very end of them. And, and um, now Missouri's a top 10 team, um, a lot of talent, a lot of success they've had this year, but uh, there's no reason we can't go out there this weekend and have a, have a good showing. Well, let's kind of switch over. We talked to our audience about this last week is, Hey, you know, about the negative, you know, about coach Pittman and mm -hmm. all that situation staff and how that affected recruiting. And we used your example and, uh, you know, came out this week, Hunter, you're a check athletic director at the University of Arkansas, back in Coach Pittman's going to be retaining the staff. I'm sure there'll be changes. Don't know that. I mean, just usually when those things happen, there are, mm -hmm. there are changes. But, you know, we'll see that on down the road. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's bring on uh, Richard Davenport, Arkansas recruiting guy for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, our BSN guest of the week, Richard Davenport, and discuss, uh, you know, how's this – keeping Sam and all this turmoil, how this affect recruiting. Let's go ahead and bring him on. BSN guest, Richard Davenport. Hello there, Richard. Good to see you, man. You're rolling like no. You guys, you guys are a uh, sight for sore eyes, man. <laughs> how are you guys doing? We're, we're doing good. Well. We're doing good. No, I'm just smiling because it's, it's fun being with you guys. I appreciate it. Well, hey, we're sitting here. We got on this subject last week. We said we're going to bring you you on and appreciate you coming on first of all is we were talking about you know you know that we're sitting here this time last week the rumors about coach Pittman and the staff and all that and then you know this week obviously come out with uh Hunter Yurchick saying you know coach Pittman was going to be retained talk to me how that works in recruiting I mean with those guys you know a bunch of people are here for Auburn, boom, don't play real well. The next day, you know, everything's all over social media. And then, obviously, we're retaining him, and it's all over social media again. How do the recruits see that kind of stuff, and how does that affect those guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Bray can tell you, even though he didn't go through it. I mean, he, he signed with, obviously, Coach Petrino and didn't have that issue. But anytime you have any kind of uncertainty, uh, knowing whether you're – coach that you're committed to is going to be a, be there or not it, it makes you very uneasy and you're, you're you 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 and you have to kind of kind of and you can't blame them you, you kind of have to uh you know stay in communication with other schools just in case something happens with the staff and and you can't fault them for that because uh until it comes out and it's official that uh, the staff's coming back you know you 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 don't know if the if if say say Coach Pittman and them weren't weren't retained, what the next coach may not honor that offer to that young man. So you have to you have to be kind of like a, in a survival mode, you know, for yourself. So you can't blame that uh, blame the kids for maybe looking around. But uh, right now, I, I would say you know they stand at eighteen commitments. I think you know. Anything can happen between now and uh, December the 20th when the, the early signing period starts. But I feel like they'll hang on to, to all of them. But if not, I mean, it, it wouldn't be unusual to lose lose one or two here or there. But uh, they do a great job. You know, they, they've only lost one guy as far as a commitment, uh, Courtney Crutchfield. 
from Pine Bluff uh, during this, you know, kind of uncertainty, you know, period. And I think that says something about them, about being able to communicate with the kids and just kind of reassuring that, hey, we're going to be back. We're going to be back and just staying in contact with them. And because uncertainty, you know, if, if you're not in contact with them and they're hearing all the different things from other other schools and uh, even their classmates and and people like that saying, you know, not 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 certain that Coach Pittman and them are going to come back. You know, man, you're being bombarded with so much negativity. So uh, and the coaches have to kind of negate that. And I think they've done a good job. Well, Brady's got a couple questions for you here, Richard. Yeah, I think the word uncertainty is, you know, perfect for it. Um, you're right as a as a recruit or even, you know, now with the transfer portal, uh having to having the option to leave or an option to go somewhere uh it's important that that they're certain and and what's going to happen next year with the staff uh but my question for you is is similar to that and that you have been with arkansas recruiting you know for for a long enough time to to see the changes see the different coaches um is there a trend uh, or something that you see in the type of player that, that arkansas needs to be successful um, or, or a certain type of recruit, uh, or a certain type of, of athlete. Uh, we, we got to talk the other day, and and we, we have we have an opinion on it. Uh, but I, but I was going to see if there's something you've noticed because you've obviously been around it and seen the ins and outs of it uh, longer. Well, than that's we a good question. I haven't really thought of it. To be honest with you, uh, through the years, uh, trying to think if there's a con- common theme of you know maybe a difference that's happened since you know since Nutt to, to Petrino to, you know, and on. Uh, honestly, it, you got, you guys probably need to tell me so I can kind of <laughs> kind of think about it a little bit more. And you, what, what did you guys come up with? Well, the well, we, we, we got to talking. And my my uh, 2000, I guess, 11, you know, in Arkansas was uh, – that was kind of that last year with Petrino. Um, and they had a lot of talent of in-state kids – um, you talk about the kids from Warren, uh, you know, you had the old lineman from North, Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas, Brandon Allen just joined the team. Uh, yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, Go we'll, ahead. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll claim, uh, you know, uh, Mallet with Texarkana and obviously his, his Arkansas ties and, and the whole, the, the group of very talented Jake Beckett. I mean, you can go through that list of that team, all those kids from Arkansas, very talented kids who stayed in state and had a lot of success. And that was just something that we had noticed. And since then, uh, you know, you lose a couple kids here, there, um, or you bring in kids from out of state, which obviously you're going to anyway. Uh, we just wondered if you noticed that that correlation with Arkansas kids who are proud to be a Razorback. Well, the correlation to me, and I think Jeff and both of you agree, was uh, Tim Horton. Yeah, he, he put a premium on uh, in-state guys, and I think he was able to get – maybe convince uh, Coach Petrino, maybe on, you know, because each class has guys that, you know, the coach, you know, maybe the head coach is kind of on the fence on. And I think that Tim probably did a good job of selling these kids uh, to Coach Petrino and and what it means to be a Razorback for the in-state guys. And and I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that you, you kind of wish that maybe they would uh, m- maybe so, you know, maybe maybe take a chance on some uh, guys here or there that um, maybe they, they have question marks on. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'd like to see that uh, uh, come back a little bit more where you're signing uh, eight to 12 guys a year from the state. 
And I, I tend to think that, you know, you know, you know, better than I do, Bray. I mean, what it means to be a Razorback when you're from the state of Arkansas and, and it just gives you that extra ump to, to try to be the best that you can possibly be. And you understand the pride that everybody in the state has, and you don't want to let them down. And yeah, I mean, the common de de denominator there is Tim Horton and uh, you just need another, maybe another Tim Horton on, on staff and, and maybe that happened, but at the same time, I mean, he, you know, I, I always defend every every staff to make their own decisions and and you know as far as evaluations and because they have to live with it. But at the same time, I I, I would like to see maybe a few guys uh, that maybe uh, go out of state or you know don't get Arkansas offers uh, maybe get a closer look. Well, we'll get you off here. I got one question left here, and let's get into the portal here, and you know. We're going to have to build on the portal. Obviously, we don't know who's staying at our place, who's leaving. What are you seeing portal-wise just by talking to different guys here or there as far as getting ready, you know, for that transition? Where are we at, at portal-wise? What are you seeing down the road? Well, and, and, and you, you brought up uh, the Arkansas kids, and we were talking about Tim Horton. Well, you know, the, those borderline kids aren't getting the looks that they used to get from uh, D1 schools because of the portal. And I, I'll be honest with you, I absolutely hate it. I, I wish they would somehow come come up with a, a solution with that where, the you know, if you're in the portal, there, there's there's better restrictions to maybe lessen the, the amount of uh, portal guys. You know, if a coach leaves, a uh, head coach leaves, yeah, I'm all for giving guys an opportunity to go elsewhere. If you're a graduate, uh, if you graduated uh, with your degree and you're, you you want to uh, pursue uh, another degree, uh, you, you you have immediate eligibility. It just it, it has really killed a, a lot of the some some of the kids that are you know maybe mid level that used to get offers from the D one schools but don't get D one D one offers now and they have to go down to say D two or or lower and uh, even D two schools are putting a premium on the portal and you're seeing them look at less, uh, you know, high school kids. And I hear, I hear it every day and I'm sure Bray, you've seen some kids that you thought that could play college football and they don't necessarily get the opportunity or if they don't get the, op they, they don't get the opportunity they, they hope for, they may get a, a lesser opportunity or may not get any opportunity. And the NCAA really, I think really needs to pay it pay closer attention to this because I, I think it's really hurting so many kids uh, have opportunities because not everybody has the opportunity to, to walk on and uh, pay for their schooling and, and hope to earn an offer uh, a scholarship at some point. So, and, and, the, and obviously the portals just totally changed, uh, you know, what, what, what goes on with college coaches. Uh, you, you truly don't know uh, if a guy's going to be in the portal or not. And you you may have a meeting with them because that's what's going to happen after after the, these this weekend's games. There, there's a little bit of a dead period, and they're going to coaches are going to meet with all the players, and they may come away thinking, okay, that player is going to stay, but the next day the the kid may be in the portal, and and then uh, you know used to uh, say mid mid December to mid January you had a, a good amount of dead period. Uh, and now you have a small window in January where they can they they can host uh, portal guys mid mid midterm tran transfers, 
And so there's really, it's, it's almost nonstop now to where they, they, they don't really have much time downtime. And it, it, it I think you're going to see younger coaches. Yeah. Get into the game, but they're going to burn out quicker if they don't do something about the schedule and how it impacts the, the, uh, the lives of the coaches and, uh, and and also just like I said, just impacts the high school kids too. Well, great stuff, Richard. I tell you what, I, and you just nailed it with with uh, you know it's just a wild wild west, and they got to get some 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 frame, you know framework on that deal on times and when to start it and when to start it and everything. Richard, well, hey man, we appreciate you ha- coming on. We'll have you on again. Obviously, it gets get hot and heavy in recruiting. Well, hey, sounds I, good. Thanks. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks, uh, Bray. Have a great Thanksgiving, buddy. See you, buddy. Man, he brought up some great points. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you know, how social media can affect a recruit and, and, and then the stability part of it. And, and obviously getting some, some reins on this portal deal. And I'm sure he's working double what he's ever worked before with portal and, and, you know, the early signing date. And I mean, what'd you get out of talking to Richard? I mean, you got to realize he has been in and out of every, you know, recruiting situation that the Razorbacks have had uh, for, for years, um, for decades, even, you know, he was uh, a guy that uh, was basically running the Arkansas recruiting before I was a recruit um, back when I was in high school. And, and, and ever since then, you know, he, he knows what's going on in that program and, and who's, who's saying what things. So it's really cool to get his input uh, on obviously a very delicate situation. Well, it was, and, and, you know, you want to maintain those recruits, and mm-hmm. he talked about Coach Pim's on them. They've only lost one or two. Carsley, the Kurtzville kid from Pine Bluffs, decommitted, but that's one. But, you know, we'll get into him a little bit more later on as far as recruiting with Richard and things yeah. like that later on down the road. But interesting information. Well, let's go ahead and turn our, turn our, our focus a little bit here on uh, the Arkansas-Missouri game coming up. Going to play it on Friday at 3 o'clock here in, in Fayetteville. And, uh, man, I'm a hot Missouri team coming in, Bray. You know, they're trying to get to a 10-win uh, season, New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, we got a trophy on the line, which you always say is, say, you always say is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me before we bring Coach, Coach uh, Drinkwich on about what do you see in this Missouri team and what do you see this Arkansas team, what they're going to have to do to win the ball game. That's a nine and two football team out of Missouri. Uh, you know, uh, Drinkwitz. I feel like there's a lot of people uh, in this state uh, who aren't his biggest fans, uh, and for whatever reason that might be, just an Arkansas guy having success somewhere else. Uh, but he has put together something very special, and uh, you know, for them to come in here uh, Friday night uh, for them, I think it's you know, what are you playing for? You know, is it um, does this get you into a better bowl game? Is this just the, is it the trophy to, to have in your, your front lobby, uh, all off season? Um, is it more than that? I'm interested to see kind of what he says about that, but, um, for the hogs, it's about pride. Yeah, it is about pride. Well, well let's go ahead and bring him on our BSN guest of the week, head coach for Missouri Tigers, coach Eli Drinkwich. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on this week. I know you got a busy schedule, big game this week. Yeah, rivalry week, man. We battle line trophy on the line. I like to prefer, I prefer to call it the Battle of the Ozarks, Battle for Branson. Uh, but battle of uh, you know, heading down to play Arkansas and uh 
you know, I hadn't done very many interviews this week, but you know, because of my relationship with you, Jeff and, and Bray, I'll, I'll get on here and see if I can stir this thing up a little bit. Well, the, well, the people, the people have called for you. I mean, the, the people want to hear from you. They want to hear from you. They do. They want to hear yeah, from you. Well, sure. let's get into it. Hey, just came out ranked number nine on a hot streak yeah. here. I mean, mm-hmm. your football team had you on earlier this summer and you're talking about every time I'd watch you about being strong up the middle and, and we've been strong up the middle quarterbacks played yeah. outstanding. You, you know, go to Georgia play them, I mean, right to the wire, questionable calls. I can say that a little bit out there. <laughs> I can say that you can. It's kind of – even mom was upset about it. I'm getting texts from my mom about the officials in that game. And then, then we go to – you go to Tennessee, and, you know, that was kind of a payback from, from last year. Played really well there. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of started up over there a little bit. And then uh, last week, got Florida in town. Very tough, tough – Tough Florida team squeaked it out with a win. Your big kicker come through there, played real well. Did and I thought that was a trap game, and you did what you needed to do yeah. to win. And now you're going into Arkansas. You got to be feeling good about your team. Uh, where are y'all at health wise, and 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 what are you looking yeah. for Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I feel really good about our team just because our guys have consistently found a way to win. You know, we played a lot of complimentary football. You know, I know our defense really didn't play as good as they wanted to in the second half, um, but offense and special teams played really well. Uh, And then the previous game, you know, honestly, offensively, we didn't play all that well, but defensively and special teams played pretty well. And so, you know, you got to win two of the three phases in order to give yourself a chance to win. Um, It's pretty cool, I mean, to be ranked number nine in the country. I mean, it's, uh, you know, didn't, didn't necessarily expect that coming into the season uh, but it's really again a tribute to our players we got some really strong leadership you know Cody Schrader who's a finalist for the Burlesworth Award our running back is having an unbelievable season captain of our football team our quarterback's playing well our linebacker we talk about being strong up the middle uh, Tyron Hopper was just named finalist for the Buckus Award today so you know we've got some really talented players um, but I'm really I'm really I don't like the term nervous but I'm anxious about this game against Arkansas. Um, you know, it's senior day at, Warm, uh, at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Uh, I know the fans are going to show up. I know they got, uh, you know, this is really the, the only thing they have to play for right now is this trophy. And, and uh, you know, we've had three really difficult SEC games right in a row. And physically, you know, we just got a lot of guys that are dinged up right now. And so we've got to try to get these guys healthy in the next 72 hours and, and go down there and, and play a really – I think a very talented, tough opponent. Um, you know, you look at Arkansas on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they've got two defensive ends that are NFL players. They've got several players in the transfer out of the transfer portal. You know, I think the the McLeathern kid transfer from LSU is as good a corner as there is in the league. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, they got an All Conference center, uh, KJ Jefferson. Uh, you know, all time passing leader and touchdown scorer or touchdown thrower at Arkansas is preseason all-conference quarterback. He can win any any game. You know, you've got the Armstrong wide receiver, the Tesla kid. I mean, they've got elite players at a lot of different positions. And so it's going to require us to play a, a really complete football game, I think, to, to give us a chance. Well, and you hit on something that I'm going to turn it over to Bray is, you know, it's senior day. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to come of that. I mean, and you've done it long enough, and you all have got, you know, you're sitting there at number nine, you're, you're, you know, on a streak there, and you're setting records left and right in Missouri history. I mean, you got a lot to play for. 
that senior day, how do you talk to your team? How do you prepare them? I mean, you can't control what they do, but you, you got to talk yeah. to them about it. Yeah, I mean, we, we had our senior day last week, you know, and so uh, our guys understand what that means uh, and how important it is. And so I, I think for us, we have to match the intensity of our opponent. You know, we have to match the same emotion and, and intensity and want to that they're going to play with. Uh, and then obviously we're going to have to eliminate the external factors of the noise. You know, Donald W. Renan's Razorback Stadiums is, is one of the most underrated stadiums in the SEC as far as how loud it gets. I mean, that thing gets rocking. I remember, uh, you know, I remember being there as a fan uh, to, to some of those big games when Alabama came in number one in the country, when, when Houston was there and knocked them off, when Tennessee was there, top 25 team in Houston knocked them off. So, um, you know, I got a lot of respect for how loud that stadium and, and the, the, the emotion that Arkansas is going to play with. So we got to, like I said, we got to match the intensity and then we got to control our, um, uh, you know, our style of play. Uh, their defense creates a lot of havoc and turnovers. I think they lead the def the country in defensive touchdowns and one of the top teams in the country in turnovers. And the way our good on good session looked today, you know, we we didn't do a good job valuing the ball, and and we definitely got to be better Saturday. Isn't that funny? Well, Bray, what you got? Yeah, Coach. Uh, well, you know, I want to get to the important questions. Um, Thanksgiving uh, Thursday, obviously, with the game being on Friday. Mm -hmm. How are you handling uh, the meals that your, your team's going to yeah. eat Thursday? How does that affect your travel? Um, do you have something planned for the guys? Yeah, so um, Thursday we'll treat like a Friday. We'll bring all the guys in at, at, at 1030 um, so we can spend the mornings. If their family's in town, coaches can spend the morning with their families. We'll have a brunch for them there. Um, and then we'll travel to Arkansas. We'll, st we'll stay at the NBC Suites. Uh, there in, in Rogers, and uh, they cook us a fantastic Thanksgiving meal. We'll have that when we land and do a big Thanksgiving dinner there with our players, and and uh, and then we'll go into our Friday night routine. You know, I think that's one of the things that people don't understand about college athletics is the amount of sacrifice uh, that these players make for holidays. And I mean, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, it's really tough to to get to enjoy the holidays with your family. So. We'll try to do something special. Um, you know, we were there two years ago, and, and uh, they did an outstanding job with that pecan, with the pecan pie and the pumpkin pie. So, uh, hopefully, they'll get the stuffing right again too. But you're right with the sacrifice. I mean, you, you know, in your case maybe miss New Year's also. Yeah. You know. Well, it depends how we play Friday. I think. Well, so I get to say things like that because I'm not coaching the team anymore. Yeah. And there Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Coach, I know you're busy, man. Really appreciate you coming on. We got, you know, we got two big games over here in Fayetteville Friday night. We got Friday. We got your your game with Arkansas. Then I'm going to go on over there to Fayetteville. Got Conway at Fayetteville. Buck James coming to really? town. Casey Dick and them undefeated. Had wow. have not uh, won their first conference championship in like 50, 153 years or something. Really, really proud of it. And they're undefeated. Big game. So. Hey, I'm, I'm getting a two-for-one Friday. Hey, Jeff, you know what a wampus cat, you know what those six legs are for? I don't. I don't have no idea. Really? You don't know? One for fight, one for flight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm dead serious, man. You got to know your wampus cat. I got to know a wampus cat. So. I know. Crud. I, well, I mean, 
Keith goes to Springdale as the athletic director, and and Buck James rolls in there and takes him to the semifinals. Well, he's right there, but you know if we can get over the hump, Buck's trying to get him over the hump. Then hadn't played, yeah. uh, had Bryant get week ten, got beat, and then you know then played real well last week, and then we got uh, of course Bryant Bentonville going on. We got a lot of Coach wow. Burns headed down to Uncle Bowl down at Warren. I mean, big matchup. Grandma really? and I had I tough pick I, I, on this one. I saw where uh, where Jeremy had won his hundredth career. Oh yeah, hundred. I mean, hundred wins. Hundred yeah, wins. He's head down. Congratulating him on that. That's pretty awesome. Oh, and, God, that's uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, that, that's that's really cool. There's another game going on. I'm pretty excited about in the old five A, but that's that's might be because I'm recruiting kids. Well, I, I've heard, I hear things. I hear things. There's here. Yeah. We had yeah. uh, Richard Davenport on earlier. We hear things. Just hear things. Yeah, we, we hear things. We hear things. We hear things. Hey, that's a big matchup, also. Yes. Big, big matchup. Big matchup. So be, be, there's some really good football games in the state of Arkansas. One of the, the coolest things that I do is uh, I pretty much know, I think I know just about every mascot in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. And so er, anytime I meet somebody that comes from Arkansas, I ask them, and they always try to throw me off with the Ford ass. They're the Red Bucks. Oh, I man. mean, come on, man. Rusty Bush's dad used to be the superintendent. Yeah, come on, man. Get, get something hard, <laughs> I mean, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, Daryl's been doing good. All our picks have been pretty good, so this is this yeah. is big Thanksgiving, uh, uh, big 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 show for us right here this week. Big show for yeah. us. Well, hey, I'm glad I could could come on to the BSN uh, show today and appreciate y'all, and and uh, we'll see y'all boys on Friday. All righty, see you, Eli. Appreciate, it, buddy. Sure. See you, right. coach. Hey, I'm going to end with M I Z. Man, that'll be an interesting game uh, this Friday with Missouri and, and Arkansas. Coach Drinkwitz, boy, I tell you what, he, he's, he's really put together a good team this year, and uh, we're going to see a good football team rolling in here to Fayetteville this Friday. Well, speaking of Friday, man, we got some huge, huge high school games, uh, semifinal games in 6A, 7A, and 5A, quarterfinal games in, in 4A and 3A, and semifinal games in 2A. I tell you what, let's go ahead and bring him on right now, our, our main man. Coach Daryl Fimple. Well, let's bring on our BSN main man, Coach Daryl Fimple. Man, what? Man, you just been driving the country, man. Beating up on Hoover, Alabama this week. Oh, Who else we been? Oh yeah, up on? yeah. Got off to a good start this week. Yeah, shot shot the ball really well. Turned it over way too much, but we survived. So yeah, we, we had a good time. How do we play on defense? We play defense. Hey, baby, we play defense, man. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought we might play some we defense. We play some defense. Big yes. win. Hey, we got a lot of games. Just, oh, my God. You did it. Oh, yeah. You got the shirt on right there. Oh, yeah. Just M-I-C, had him baby. on. We just had him on. Your buddy M-I-C, Eli. see, baby. You had your boy Eli. <laughs> three guys, man. The guy's got three guys. You got Luther Bolden over 1,200 yards. Cook kids almost on for 4,000. Some – Walk on, I like to call him the Smurf. He's over twelve hundred yards rushing in the SEC. I mean, that, our guy, he's got it going on there a little bit. Can't believe all this shirt. I'm just telling you, man. That's real, man. Hey, baby, we on hey. about that. Hey, blood's thicker than water. So. There we go. Let, let's recap, man. Let's recap last week just a little bit. Then getting your top fives. Uh, you know, seven A. I thought Bentonville looked really buttoned up and tightened up. We're gonna have Man. Coach Reed on, who actually played all four teams that are left later on here in, in the in the show. Uh, you know, Elkins keeps rolling. How about Nick Vaughn and the the fighting Vaughns at Fairview? Man. 
Just coming yes. on. Playoff team, man. Playoff yep. team. Yep. Yeah, he is. And then uh, let's go down. Uh, big matchup. Uh, Warren snuck out against Boxite. Boxite, boy, gave Molly one. What a great game. And then Mark Tree, man. Mark Tree. Mark Tree. Listen to Mark Tree. Mark Tree is this the first time they've been in the semifinals since 1972. Wow. The Tree has not been in the semifinals since 1972. Uh, 1999 was the first last time they made it to the third round. And hey, these guys are loading up the buses and doing it on the road, you which know, is impressive. I think in that 19, you know, who their coach was in 99. I think it's a guy named Bobby Bolden. Was it really? I think it was. Yeah, probably was. It was. Probably would put Bobby there. Bobby Mark Bolden. Tree. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. be back. Yeah. Well, let, let's, yeah. let's get into it. top five. We'll have Zach Watson on. Yeah, told him, you know, we're going to talk to him about him slipping last week, you know, notch, yes. you know, didn't yeah. have the style points we needed last week. Let's oh, get yeah. in the top yeah, you, five. Let's hit, let's hit it. And he definitely went after that. Number one of my top five is, of course, Parkview Patriots. They were electric last week. Man, they, uh, they had a cross-time rivalry that did not turn into a rivalry much. Uh, they did it from many different ways. Of course, our book guy, uh, Electric Elston, uh, caught a bubble, went all the way. I mean, they're so explosive. They they were up 28-0, uh, ended up winning that one very comfortably, and I know that made the Bolden boys really, really proud beating uh, Mills. Of course, Parkview, I've got Fayetteville as my number two. Oh, bounced up yeah. this week. Yeah, I'm bumping Fayetteville up. Uh, then I'm going with the three, Bryant. Uh, four is going to be um, Bentonville. And then number five is Greenwood, still in my top five of big schools. Hey, and I'm going all in on this one right here. Are you ready? Elkins. Elkins is my number one. Zach's not going to let me down on this one. They're rolling still offensively. They're exposed. Their defense is playing really, really, really well. Yeah, they are. Uh, You know, that's the other thing. And the Prescott, we won seven to six last week. I know. Did you hear it? Seven to six, the Curly Woods won last week. Eddie Seven Jackson, Eddie Jackson style, baby, right there. Old oh, school yes. Eddie yeah. Jackson You got to find ways to win this time of the year, and they're still finding ways to win. Got a home game coming up this week, so that's going to be impressive too. Elkins, Prescott, Boonville survived last week, still pounding the rock, not turning the ball, turning it over. Murfreesboro got taken out last oh, week. Oh, it sure yes. did. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want me on their side. All right, uh, Salem. Salem's my number five down there. Number five down there. So we're rocking and rolling. Rockin this is uh, playoff time. It doesn't get any better than this. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into it. We got quite a few games this week. Got a state championship game. Eight man football. I'm gonna let you break this down. I'm not familiar hey, with these teams. This is the great thing. There's gonna be a lot of scoring. There. <laughs> if I know I don't know anything about eight man football, but I can tell you they can score a lot of points in a lot of different ways. Spring Hill and Augusta going at it. Um, this is going to be exciting, but I'm going to take Augusta. In Taking this. Augusta. Fem's I think take Augusta it. wins this one. Uh, like I said, this is going to be some crooked scoring going on. This will be in the 60s, uh, so it'll be exciting to see. Uh, I can't wait to see all these small schools that that play eight-man football show up for this. Uh, and like I said, I, I think uh, I think this is going to become a big thing, especially in our small schools. But I'm going to yeah. take an Augusta in this one. I think it's a great thing. Well, let's see. I'm going to take Augusta. The mouse taking Augusta. Grandma Nas is going to go with Spring Hill. She's going against the green a little bit right Spring there. Spring Hill. Going against like the green. It. She really studied this week, too, buddy. She studied. Get ready for Thanksgiving. She's she, chasing two nine and twoers, man. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were nine and two last nine week. Nine and two last week. We're both nine and two. You know what two. that makes us, right? And I will. We're, you know what that makes us? 
Playoff pickers, baby. <laughs> you got playoff coaches and playoff pickers. No, playoff. no, no doubt about that. All right, let's go here. Here we go. Our boys, Mark Tree, the tree, baby. And where they get down and dirty and Bigelow. Bigelow's undefeated, is... whole nine yards. Hey, nobody even talks about Bigelow. No, we haven't really talked about Bigelow. And they're sitting here in the semifinals. And Danny McEwen has talked about them earlier this year. Yes, yes. He did. He did, yeah. Part of the week stuff. And he's a big Bigelow guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let me tell you where we're at here before you break it down. The mouse taking Mark Tree, Grandma Noss taking Mark Tree, Coach Williams. I'm sticking with the tree, baby, all the way, man. <laughs> hey, I got to let break it down for us. That old momentum. You know, yes. you got Bigelow that got to play at home. Uh, you know, Mark Tree's loading up buses. You know, they're used to this now. They're probably having to walk through at the same place. I mean, they're probably going out of their way just to get back to the same place to have a walk through. So, you know, uh, coaches are creatures of habit right here. Uh, and like I said, momentum's hard to beat and hard to beat. And it's hard to beat a playoff team at home, though. And nobody's beat Bigelow. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, talked about this and that. And, you know, Mark Tree's this great story. And, you know, we, we, we've got everything going on. It's kind of like a Hoosiers. They, they make, you know, sometimes you play. I remember playing a team one year that was like a Class A team. Uh, and they were really good. Um, and we were really good, though. And I remember telling the kids before the game, hey, they make movies about this. You know, <laughs> you got you to gotta remember. You know, they beat you. They make a movie about this. Everybody likes, you know. So that's kind of the story of Mark Tree's guy. That, I'm yeah. sure that's what Bigelow's coaches are talking about. So here's the, the funny thing. Big fan of Mark Tree, but like I said, you get beat if you go by your heart. So I'm going to go with Bigelow at home. Oh, Bigelow. Oh, home. Bigelow. Fimp's going with Bigelow. Hey, hey, it could go either way. I think this is a huge matchup. Been this one I've been there's oh, God, four games on here. I'm back and forth. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't really know who I'm gonna pick until we get to it. And this is one of them. We got Carlisle defending state wow. runner ups last year, just being consistent. We're gonna play defense. We're physical, we're tough. It's just what we do in Carlisle. You know, oh, just, gosh, yeah. and then oh, yeah. they're gonna travel over to EPC, big game over EPC. They're smelling the state championship run. They've been talking about it. We've been talking about them since Dennis, July. Huge Dennis game. Gaines. Dennis Gaines. Three, 33 carries last week, almost 286 yards rushing. The Gaines boys, you know, the other one's a heck of a wide receiver, too. That, I mean, they move them all over the place. We've talked about them all year long. Uh, you know, and now Carlisle's coming in there with one of the stingiest defenses in the entire state of Arkansas, and they just find ways to win. I, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I think they just find ways to to, to ink it out. Uh, but like I said, this is going to be a long trip. This is a long trip that Carlisle's going to have to make on this one. Uh, it's not too far. That's why that defense it carries, man. That's why the mouse going to go Carlisle. Coach Williams is going with Carlisle. And Grandma Nas going with Carlisle. Who you got, baby? Well, I think that Carlisle, of course, defense does travel. You know, you get off the bus, you can still tackle. No matter what you do, if, if you tackled all year, you can still tackle when you jump off the bus. It's going to be one of them games, uh, definitely playoff weather. It's going to be an experience there. Uh, Carlisle's going to travel to EPC. I think EPC wins this one. Uh, I could go either way. EPC I like running the ball, baby. 
Both both these teams have phenomenal year. Phenomenal. Yes, golly, everybody at this point has. It has. All right, let's but somebody it. has to go home, Jeff. Somebody's, somebody's got to go, go home, home, man. Turn the equipment in on Monday, buddy. Somebody's doing inventory on Monday. That's exactly <laughs> right. All right, here we go. Mansfield, who went and traveled across the state over to Hoxie last week, which that was a crazy ending. Fourteen, uh, thirteen. Yeah. I know, unbelievable. They're traveling to our boys up at Salem. That's a long drive. Hey. Uh, the mouse going with Salem. Grandma Nas going with Salem. Coach Williams is going to go with Salem also. Just think, long drive. Salem's been consistent. Mansfield's been a good run. Yes, Mansfield. You know, we we had them earlier uh, in the season. They were on a tear there. Charleston ran into them like a buzzsaw. Kind of ended their their streak there for a while. Salem have been on all year long, and they finally moved the cowbell people out of the way so I could watch them on film. Hey, and that grass is turning different colors up at Salem. Right now, Salem's going to have the footing at home, so I'm going to stick with my Salem. Same with Salem. All right, here we go. Going over to southwest Arkansas, got Junction City, who's always – Hey, if it's Thanksgiving, he's playing, buddy. That's just the way, way it is. And exactly. Yep, yeah, and they're traveling to Glen Rolls. Uh, the mouth – it's taking Junction City. Grandma Nas taking Junction City. I'm going to take Glenn Rose on this. I think Coach Keener and them kind of – they got it going on. Been pretty consistent all year. Pretty dominant in the playoff run. I, I like Glenn Rose. Glenn Rose at home. Glenn Rose beat Perryville last week 37-0. to zero. Uh, That's a statement game. Then Junction City, uh, they knocked off uh, Walnut Ridge last week 63-50. to 50. Yeah. All right. So Junction City right now might be figuring out uh, exactly where they're at. I think they're uh, they got a little momentum going to Glen Rose. Uh, like you said, Glen Rose has been there before. I think Glen Rose is a turf field too, right? Yeah, they play on turf. Yes, they do. On turf over there, Glen Rose might yep. not be good with Junction City running in there. I want to get a little bit higher turf here going on because I think there's going to be some explosive plays made on both sides of the of the field. But I'm going to take Junction City in this one. Oh, Junction City. All right. I think tradition doesn't graduate, baby. No, no. It, and they just always had phenomenal runs. All right, Boonville, I think this is a big matchup. Boonville yeah. at Camden Harmony Grove. Camden Harmony Grove's been steady all year. Boonville, they just do what they do. We just win yeah. ball games and run over you. Uh, <laughs> that's just what they do. The mouse yeah. taking Camden Harmony Grove. Grandma Nas taking Boonville. I'm going to take Boonville. I don't care. Boonville doesn't care if we play in, in Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, that offensive line alone that Boonville's got is phenomenal. They went 52-20 over Osceola. So that throws out, hey, I don't know if they can handle speed because I'm sure Osceola has plenty of it there to give. Uh, Camden is at home, though. Uh, Camden beat Newport through a shutout last week, 56-0 yes. over Newport and the Greyhounds. Uh, they're not real happy, I'm sure. But Boonville – uh, traditionally knows where they're at in this. I think they're on kind of a mission. They're kind of uh, hiding in the weeds a little bit there too. So I'm going to take Boonville on the road over Camden Harmony Grove. I think this will be a good game. Oh, I don't know if a game this week what we have that isn't going to be a good game. No, they're all great. Bismarck at Prescott. Prescott with a 7-6 win last week. Bismarck just keeps winning. Doing a phenomenal yeah. job over there, man. Oh, they're, all, they're, they're making all kinds. This is the first time ever they've made it past the second round. Wow. <laughs> first wow. time ever. They scored 28 unanswered points last week to beat Charleston 35-27. to 27, Kind of held onto the rope. And then, of course, our Curly Woods just found a way to win 7-6 to six over Fordyce last week. Well, 
Grandma Nas taking Prescott. The Mouse taking Prescott. Coach Williams don't take Prescott just because we just play this time of year and Bismarck doesn't. I think that there's going to be some fans there at Prescott with just the Bear shirt. They're just going to have the Curly Wolves, love the Bears, Bear Bryant just walking around. There's going to be some old-timers there. Uh, I'm sure they're going to bring back some state <laughs> championship people uh, to watch this game. I'm going to take Prescott at home in this one, but it's going to be a Alabama kind of night there at Prescott. No doubt. I like it shirt, man. I like, I like it. I like Vintage, it. baby. Like Extra large shirt, is a little man. different in 1978. <laughs> Just going to say that. Well, Just going to throw that out there. Our guy, our, our guy, Danny McEwen, might need to take this. They might need to do something with that. He might need to run with that. That's bear, right. baby. It's the bear. I love the bear, man. Vintage the bear. Just, yeah, I mean, you just gotta love the guy. I mean, you gotta love the whole yeah, thing. You gotta be, gotta be real careful washing this thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, let's head and stay yeah. to Southwest Arkansas here. Moving up to full right, River Cro River Crest Cole to the who? Hey, man. hey they love us. They, they love, love us, us over there. Put, guys, put, they love us. Program. Big they fan of the show and the program. I mean, they love us. You know, so they're still that. You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving. You know, they got that coat runner run down on that square. Oh man. gosh, yeah. There's a coat runner. They yeah. won last week. Yeah, oh, they're fired up down there. They are fired up, and and they love the playoffs. Also, traveling to Arkadelphia. Now, Arkadelphia's been a very interesting team. Start off slow, and all of a sudden, hey, everybody's not paying attention. Bam, we beat Malvern. Uh, now we're the number one seed. And we're hosting playoff games, and they. I think they were calling it sandbagging. I think they were sandbagging, sandbagging there early. I think you're kind of sitting, yeah, sitting sitting in the weeds a little bit, hiding out. Arkadelphia's definitely figured out some magic here lately. No doubt. Grandma and Oz taking Arkadelphia. The mouse taking Arkadelphia. Coach Williams is taking Rivercrest, baby. Taking Rivercrest. Rivercrest River River. threw a shutout last week against Gravick, 40-0. to zero. Arkadelphia went 22-7 to seven over Mayflower. All right. Uh, River Crest, like I said, those guys love us there. Beautiful place, too. All right, they're going to travel, travel, do a little traveling there to Arkadelphia. Arkadelphia has won some state titles just recently. Uh, Coach Kaiser over there is their defensive coordinator. Yeah. He'll come up with some kind of scheme there to kind of slow down the Colts. But I, you know what? I think the Colts are going to be too much on the defensive side of the football. So I'm going to take the Riverside, River Crest Colts once again, traveling to Arkadelphia to pull an upset right here. Five decades, man. Five decades have been. Have oh, been there. I mean, decades. yeah. When is that ever going to end? That's Plus, your stadium's right there on the interstate. Oh you yeah. yeah put that track down. A, yeah, you know exactly yeah, Put the track in there too. Yeah, nice facility right there. I think it might be six lanes, but I mean, they put one down though, man. <laughs> That's all. All right, here we go. Let's talk about this team. We got Ashdown Hardy Academy. Hardy Academy just took care of business last week against Malvern. You know, a lot oh, yeah. of been one and two all year. Hardy Academy might be the best team maybe in 4A right now. Don't know that. There's some other good ones. We got Ash down at Hardy Academy. Grandma Nas taking Hardy Academy. Of course, the mouth is. Coach Williams is also. I mean, they were just dominant, dominant last week. Oh, Malvern. my gosh. Even Coach Plumley from Malvern said, like, you know, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they played as well as that. And he probably has studied them probably more than anybody. Yeah, right. uh, and when he's in the newspaper going, hey, look, man, they're, they're, I mean, they got everything. They can throw it. They can run it. Uh, they can throw it and run it when you know they're going to throw it and run it. <laughs> That's a good sign of a team, even though you know what's coming. Uh, like I said, they're really, really good at what they do. Uh, of course, you know, uh, you got to think that they're doing the same thing in junior high all the way up at Harding Academy. They're, they're rolling that way. Ashdown, though, did pull off yeah. a win last week. 
against DeWitt, 30 to 28, which was pretty close. Uh, you know, the Dragons were on their dream season too. They were rolling there. Uh, but Ashdown got that big win to advance here. Uh, but I'm taking Harden Academy in this one at home. I think Owen Miller's too good. Uh, I mean, he gets rid of it so fast you can't get to him. They can run it too. Uh, really good on defense, especially their front seven. Uh, and when you got a power five kid running around there, that also helps a ton. Offensive line also. I think that's – Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, none of that happens without those guys. No. I thought that was just a given. So it is. All right. Is, Bear this, says one, this one here is uh, – it's gonna be a tough one for the for the program here, just because you know these guys are big fans. Both both programs are big oh, fans of the show. Hey, hey, we got Killer we got, Mafia got number one hundred last week. I right? saw that. Yeah. Coach Burns, you know, Killer Mafia, yeah, got 100, yeah, 100 wins, got a hundredth win, man, hundredth win. That's hard to do, man. No few people yeah. can do it. No few people can do it. Uh, we got Ozark and Coach Burns travel down to see Uncle Bo. Uncle Bo down there at Warren. Warren. Big 14-yard punt return. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I said 14-yard punt return against a uh, touchdown return against Boxside. Really sealed the deal. Boxside yep. gave Warren Fitz. Boxside had a really good team. Ozark similar with the Will Banks kid. This is one of those back and forth. Uh, the mouth, the mouth didn't even want to pick this. I called him. I said, which one? He didn't want to. He loves both. both. They neutral. They want to stay neutral. We can't. We don't do that in this show. There's no neutral. There's no neutral. You either yeah, win, you're winner or loser. You know, you got to win. Yeah. Well, coach, the mouth is going to take Coach Burns and Ozark. Grandma Nah is going to take Uncle Bo and Warren. I'm going to take Uncle Bo and Warren just because it's uh it's at Warren. That's yes, about it. Uh, That's going to be a huge advantage. Evenly yeah. matched. Both teams well coached. Break this one down. Both have really good players, too. That that helps. Yeah. That helps a lot of yeah. uh Ozark, you know, if they don't turn the football over, uh, you know, you might be looking at something completely different. I mean, the Elkins game, you know, they turned it over there twice early. Uh, short field, you give Elkins that, you know, and the momentum was just sucked out of them. They came back out at halftime. I didn't even know if uh, Ozark was going to come back out there because uh, the momentum was switched so big. But Ozark got a big win last week, 49 to 14. The Wilbanks kid scored in multiple ways, played him on defense a little bit, had some tackles that way. Uh, Warren, like you said, 28 21 over Boxside. It was a tough game. Uh, you know, now you're getting into the, the, to the, to, to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. Now, uh, those young kids aren't young anymore. So uh, this is going to be a, a great game, I think. It, I think this is in the 30s. Uh, it could go either way that way. Uh, it's going to come down to turnovers. Who can hold on to, uh, hold on to the football, kind of get in the short field, especially Ozark. If Ozark can get in the short field, yeah. uh, I think they got a, a better chance of, of hanging around in this one. But Warren, it's home, and it's tradition. So, and once again, you can't go with your heart right here. Love you, Bermsey. <laughs> I'm going to go with Coach Bo oh. and, and the Warren Lumberjacks at home. No, Uncle Bo down there. All how right. many would that be? How many, how many is that for? If Warren advances here, they would have to be in the playoffs to probably somebody gave, at least. Oh, somebody gave time me a stat or something. The last time they did it off the center. charge. It is off the yeah. charge. It'd be crazy. Yeah, well, let's do this. Hey, before we get in this game, we got Elkin CAC. Let's do this. Let's bring on our, uh, our BSN guest of the week. Coach Zach Watson. Hey, Coach. 
man, Coach Fimple's been high on you all. I mean, you slid. You know, he he had you one forever, and you slid last <laughs> week. And he bumps Boonville, and it was just. And he's. I was talking. He goes, you know, the eye test. I said, I think uh, Elkin scored sixty three last week, Daryl. You know, so <laughs> so you know, we'll get him and try to get him him straightened out. You guys have been rolling, just dominating. I talked to you earlier this this year, and actually had. Uh, Somebody on, we're talking about, I love about you talking about stacking days every day about getting better and better. And it looks like your team's doing that. You've set yourself up in a good situation here. Traveling, which is kind of weird. Uh, you're traveling to CAC. Talk to me about your team. I mean, you know, Dizzy Dean, we're getting rolling and, and uh, throwing around, scoring points, playing dominant defensively every week. Where's your team at? It just seems like it's getting better and better each week. Yeah, Coach Williams, I think we're in we're in a good spot mentally. Uh, I, I I still think, like you said, uh, mentioned earlier, we're stacking days and we're we're continuing to do that. Our guys have not lost focus, and so I've been really proud of them for that. Yeah, and you mentioned Dizzy and Deshaun. You know, Deshaun, I think he needs to be Mister November. I know Reggie Jackson for the Yankees was Mister October, but you look at Deshaun; he has uh, had fifty or 14, excuse me, 14 touchdowns in the last three games. And I, you know, so he's getting – he's hitting his stride right now. Uh, and, and our defense, like you mentioned, is playing really well. But but I think, you know, what, what people fail to, to see sometimes in playoff football, sometimes it's one on that special teams. And uh, we played really well last week on special teams. So I was really proud of those But guys. special teams been a big factor in, in 4A, I know – Warren last week, you know, uh, I know kind of this crazy stat, a 14-yard punt return really for almost a game winner against Boxside. So, I mean, special teams this time of year because people don't realize that ball gets – it's a lot colder. The ball gets a little bit slicker and gets a little bit harder to kick. And and uh, a lot of games are won and lost in, in, in special teams. Well, you got to go on the road this week, which you've been, you've been at home, but you've earned that ride all the way through. But you got to go on the road. It's, it's Thanksgiving week. How are you planning going through that? What are you doing practice-wise? We're going in the morning. We're keeping it the same. And, you know, what are we doing? What are we going to do? Uh, this this thing will drop uh, Thanksgiving morning this episode. What are you guys, what are y'all doing something special in your community? Because Thanksgiving practice is always a big deal. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. We're we're always happy and thankful to be practicing on Thanksgiving break. And and for our guys, we've been going in the morning, and that's a little bit different, but but our guys like it. I like to give them a little bit of a break too. I mean, it's been a grind, uh, you know, a couple months now that we've been going pretty hard. And so uh, I like to give them, kind of get them up in the morning like a normal school day, but kind of give them the afternoon off. Uh, so we've done that practice-wise. We'll practice early tomorrow morning uh, so they can, uh, about an hour practice tomorrow just so they can get back home and spend some time with their family on Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little breakfast for them tomorrow morning. Uh, the community always helps out with that. We ate Bart. We had a, a right barbecue oh. lunch yesterday. So you know that that's big for our guys. They love that, and and so we had that yesterday for them. And so for our kind of Thanksgiving meal, uh, and, and so we're gonna get them up early on Friday and, and get them up early. Get them up here. Uh, we're going to break the trip down a little bit. We're going to stop in Moralton. You know, I previously coached there. Coach Mack, you know, one of my mentors, one of my guys. And so we're going to stop there and get our legs loose a little bit and stretched out. And then 
eat there and then head on down to CAC. Well, I mean, it's just interesting. Everybody, we've had a bunch of guests kind of have, you know, a little Thanksgiving special here. Well, on the show, but just listen how people, you know, deal with that in different ways. It's, I've always thought that was pretty interesting. Well, talk to us a little bit about CAC. What are they going to bring? What issues are they bringing? What matchups do we need to look at for this Friday night? You know, you know offensively, they're very dynamic. They have four receivers that are really good. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the Wilson kid at quarterback, uh, you know, is a, a Division One football player. Uh, and it's really good for a junior, uh, probably plays like a senior. So, And I think just over there on that side of the ball, we have to get ready for the pace in which they play at. Uh, they want to snap it. You know, it's Tennessee wide splits. They want to snap it every, you know, eight seconds. Uh, and, and I've been in those type of games before with PA and, and Christian and Little Rock Christian. And, and so uh, we're getting our guys ready for that. I think it does create problems a little bit, but but we've got those uh, guys ready to to see that. We've we've been doing a good job with two or three huddles this week, and as soon as one huddle's done, we're snapping the ball again, making our guys run around on defense and and get lined up. Uh, and then defensively, they're going to try to get to an eight man front somehow, uh, you know. And, and I think not a bad plan when you got Deshaun back there in the backfield, but. I do think that opens up some stuff for Dizzy in the passing game. Uh, they got two really good players over there. They've got a linebacker and, and Kevin Williams, uh, really good football player, and then a, and a safety and, and Jacob Henry uh, that does a, a really good job on that back end. And we kind of got to identify those guys. They move them around a little bit, so we've got to be able to find those guys and, and, and account for those guys on defense. Well, let me ask you this. This is Cubs going to – it just hit me while you were sitting there talking. Hey, they still play on grass, don't they? Yes, sir. They, they yes, play sir, on they grass. And, you know, Bray had that situation, played Prairie Grove earlier this year. He was talking to him. I mean, this was way back early in the year. And he took his team over to the baseball field there in Pea Ridge just to get them used to it. Any plan for that? Or we just line up and play and don't worry about it? Uh, there's a little bit of plan for that, I think. You know, we do line up and play. We, we have not played on grass this year. Uh, so it, that, that's going to be a little bit of adjustment. We've taken our skill guys and got those guys on grass uh, a little bit this week. And we've made our centers snap, you know, short snap, deep snap, and, and our uh, offensive center. And so getting used to that, I think that's a little bit different. Uh, we're going to get dizzy out a little bit earlier in pregame than we normally do and let him throw – a little bit off the crown, you know, that's something a little bit different. We do have a little bit of spot out here on the other side of our football field that's got a little bit of a crown to it as well, just for some drainage purposes that we're going to, you know, we're going to have him throw a little bit off that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit different. I'm sure with the rain earlier in the week, it's going to be a, a little bit of a mess, but but that's the great thing about it. We're, we're pretty similar offensively. They score a lot of points. We score a lot of points. And so we're both going to have to play on that thing Friday night. So uh, I don't think if it slows one one team down, it's going to slow the other team down too. Well, that that's true. But you know, just the insights there. People don't know that. I mean, you're out out here for you know, going to the elementary school over here in, the, in their recess area, getting dizzy, ready to go, throwing around, getting used to it. And you know, people, you got to factor those things in. You got the rain and and, and things. A lot of coaches don't have to deal with nowadays is. 
you know, the mud and, and, and I know when I was at Southside, there were certain areas you didn't run outside, you stayed inside the hashes. You, 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 right. you know, you got to learn those things. And so it's pretty cool. Well, coach, I'll get you off here. Hey, I hope you have a great practice today. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Good luck to you. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate you guys. Appreciate Bray and congratulations Bray on a solid season. Uh, those guys really played well this year. I, I caught them on film a couple of times. You, we scrimmaged them early in the year, and they, they, you know, they got better each and every week. Well, no doubt, no doubt. Well, I appreciate, Coach. We'll see you later, man. All right, take care, man. Well, Coach, well, Coach uh, Watson, you can tell the confidence, feeling good about his defense. Defense been playing really well offensively. They're doing what they, they got to do. I thought it was an interesting part going to CAC Grass Field had a little mud. Uh, he's yeah, practicing a little bit, taking the skill guys out. And working on working on grass and, and getting those guys ready. Uh, the mouth has Elkins in this one. Grandma now has Elkins. Coach Williams is all over Elkins. I'm, and I I think you probably are too. What is it? Like an elk? Yeah. Yeah, the elks are for real. Uh, oh, elks are for real. Hey, um, you know, CAC's playing really well. You know, they, they had a tough one with Nashville last week. Uh, got a late score there to, to, to knock them off uh, 59 to 50. Uh, was that game? Um, Elkins, uh, on the other hand, they won fifty-six to six to Monticello, and there was some people in Monticello thinking that that was going to be a good game. There were people that were challenging uh, that that was going to be a good game. I'm telling you, Zach, has, uh, he's done a wonderful job of play calling. He he can stack them up. He can get you going both ways. And defensively, they're really really good. Uh, as about as good as anybody in the skill position area. Uh, the Elks are. So I'm taking Elkins. At Mustang Mountain. Right? That's what they call it place over there. They're going to take out Mustang Mountain. Okay, man. Let's move on to 5A. I think this is the toughest game there is. I, I can't. I've been <laughs> back and forth. I've talked to everybody here or there. Can't get a good answer on a fill on this one. I'm going to let you break it down. Shiloh at Pine Bluff. The mouse taking Pine Bluff. Grandma Nas taking Pine Bluff. Break this one down so I can make a decision. Shiloh last week went 42-30 to 30 over Valley View, a very good Valley View team. Uh, Bo Williams had three touchdowns. Cole Creighton threw two touchdowns. They threw it deep, too. He hit one for 52 yards and a 31-yard touchdown pass against Valley View. Pine Bluff uh, beat Lakeside kind of in a shootout, threw it to the Crutchfield kid. Other wide receiver had a heck of a night, too. They won 41-28 over Lakeside, who was hot. Yeah. Remember Lakeside came in, they were throwing up some numbers. Yeah, they were they were getting after it. But I think Pine Bluff has figured it out a little bit. Uh, you know, they're throwing it more down the field than they have. I think they got a little confidence in their quarterback that way. I think defensively they're playing really well too. Uh, because like I said, Lakeside came in there extremely hot. I think Shallow's gotta go to Pine Bluff, which is huge right there. All right. You gotta go to the bluff. It's a little different down there. <laughs> Shallow's gonna have to travel, travel a little little tighter right there. Uh, so I'm going to take Pine Bluff at home. Pine Bluff at home. Pine Bluff at home over the shallow Christian Saints. I'm going to go against the grain and take shallow. I don't know why. Here? I'm back and forth. I mean, I, this one here, I've lost sleep over this this week. I mean. Oh, it's a tough one. Oh, it's, I mean. It's a tough one. I can see it going mm -hmm. either way. All right. Staying in 5A, got Fairview, the Fighting Vaughns. Man, big win. They've been on a roll, playoff, you know, drove up here, beat Farmington. 
You know, last week went on the road again and won at Batesville Southside. And the problem is uh, they got Parkview this week. Yeah, sometimes you can win one too many. One too many. The and, mouse gump. Uh, but, hey, look, Coach Vaughn's done a great oh, job of uh, oh. using his people. I mean, he's moved those guys all over the place, direct snaps and bubbles. and That's when you get off the playoff time. His offensive line's played really well. You know, and that was one of his big things was his offensive line play was so good lately that they've been able to run the ball and keep the clock. So, we'll see. Well, go your picks. The, I'm going to go with Parkview. Grandma Nas going with Parkview. The mouth is going with the fighting Vons. Not going with his wow. heart. Going with his heart right there. Just throwing yeah, it out. I tell you. None against Orts. me. Big fan of the fighting Vons. Fighting Vons have had a great year, but it's been a good run. Yes. I mean, you don't, yes, they have. So, uh, I'm going to assume you're going to go Parkview also. Oh, yeah. The Parkview Patriots are winning this. And this one, uh, <laughs> this one. Uh, like I said, it's getting closer and closer to the uh, the uh, end of the road. The the, the golden tickets there. I'm, I'm sure Parkview's kids are playing it up. I seen them. Uh, they were, you know, of course, the uh, bowling put out. They were practicing, you know, Tuesday, and and they were getting after it on Thanksgiving Day. I'm I'm sure they're going to be eating some turkey and uh, you know get, going through the last walkthrough. I think they're on a mission. Uh, I think they're out to prove they want. They not only want to win five A. I think they want to be the number one team in the state of Arkansas. And all that's there for their kids to do right now. So I'm taking Parkview on this one uh, at War Memorial. I, I, I think there's no doubt. Mouse going to Fairview. All right, PA headed over to Greenwood. PA Man. down last week, 26-21 against Marion. Game's over. Looks like it's over with five seconds. I'm about to text, hey, it's been a good run for PA. They're done. And we throw a Hail Mary, catch it, walk off. And so they're moving on. Anthony Lucas and crew have done a great job this year overcoming injuries, and they're, they're sitting right there in the semifinals. Uh, the Grandma Nas going to take Greenwood. The Mouse taking Greenwood. I'm taking Greenwood. I think they roll. Yeah, it was Brandon Cobb to Pfizer for the win on the walkout yeah. there for PA. PA won 27-26 over, over Marion, who, to tell you the truth, have, they have played really well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, they, I think they, I mean, just to get beat like that's horrible, uh, in any situation, but not if you're PA. If you're PA, you're happy as all get out right now, uh, because you get to play again, but you get to travel back to Greenwood, which you didn't have a great experience at, at the last time. Yo. You, you know, you just don't want to go, you don't want to go there too many times and see the lights. All right. The lights of Greenwood. Braden Davis for Greenwood last week went nuts. 18 carries, 184 yards, uh, four touchdowns. He's got over 20. Four touchdowns. The guy was playing defense last year. I mean, what are you running back? <laughs> this guy he just said, hey, I, I can tote the mail for you, Coach. And Coach Young's used him. Uh, Archer went 18 to 26 for 266 yards and two touchdowns last week. Threw it to his guy, Carnes. Uh, had six catches for 105 yards and one touchdown. Peyton Presser. This guy, bless his heart, he's been out all year long. Uh, a complete year he's been out of football uh, with injuries, came back last week for Greenwood, uh, and, hey, we got him involved. We just threw him four times for 41 yards and a touchdown. This guy hadn't played in a year. Uh, what a great story to have him come back for his first game. Uh, I think he's a senior, too, uh, so it makes it even more special. They beat Mountain Home last week 56-14. to 14. I think Greenwood's on a mission, and I think Greenwood wins this one pretty handily over PA. No doubt. No doubt. I mean – Greenwood's just been rolling. All right, this probably one. This is another game 
it's back and forth. I still haven't made no decision. Little Rock Christian at Benton. Before we get into this, let's go ahead and bring our BSN guest, Coach Brad Harris. Well, let's bring our BSN guest, Coach Brad Harris from Benton High School. Coach, first of all, congratulations on a great year. I tell you what, y'all have just ran the table in the in the six A East. You you know, start off against Brian, who right now you consider one of the top teams overall in the state and been a juggernaut all the way through. But y'all have just really dominated through the six A East. Then like you get a bye and then come back last week and, and just you know, took care of business against Greenbrier. Tell talk to us a little bit. Health-wise, a little bit, your team, I got to watch them a little bit last week and, and just where you're at health-wise and, and just I know you're playing a young quarterback and how he's progressed also. Well, man, first of all, Jeff and Bray, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Anytime I get a chance to talk some football with some guys like yourself, I love doing it. So I uh, appreciate you guys having me. But, man, we're, we're pumped and excited about our, our run that we're on right now. We uh, – we, we really like starting off the year with playing Bryant. You know, a lot of people ask why we play them. Well, they let us know where we're at, things we need to work on, and we made a lot of corrections after that game every year. And then, uh, you know, our guys have been able to refocus and make some make some adjustments, and we've been on a run. Our kids are playing really well right now. Uh, Health-wise, uh, you know, we're, we're about as good a shape as you can be in for week 12, 13 of the season, you know. Uh, unfortunately, we lost the defensive end last week, Owen Seal, a junior. Uh, defensive end for us, but uh, with a knee injury. But we do get some guys back this week that we had, that we missed last week. So, uh, you know, so we're in good shape there. But uh, just real proud of the, the effort we're getting from our guys right now. Uh, you know, a lot of people have not given us a, a lot of credit. Santa 6A East is not a very good conference and things. But, man, you know, there's some athletes over there. They, they're really competitive, and injuries have taken a toll on some of the teams over there. But, you know, uh, we've been able to hold it together, and our kids are playing well. Uh, offensively, defensively, we've gotten gotten better each week. We feel like uh, we got a sophomore quarterback that that is really spinning the football right now. Uh, and Drew Davis, uh, we got two receivers. Uh, Elias Payne missed the two, first two ball games of the season. He broke a thousand yards last week. And then Maddox Davis, our uh, our sophomore, or I'm sorry, our junior slot receiver, he's got uh, about 900 receiving. And then we got a couple sophomores that are about 400 yards receiving. Uh, then a tight end that a lot of people overlook and Bronson Coolis that, man, he can play it. You know, he can he can attach. He can play in the backfield. We can flex him out. That's about 400-yard receiver. Uh, and then we've got the big boy in the back, you know, with Braylon Russell that can catch it. But, uh, you know, we, we, we split him out a lot this year, and uh, he's catched the football really well. So we feel like we're a matchup problem for a lot of people. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, athletes everywhere. I mean, I got to watch, like I said, last week, really got to watch, you know, wherever snap of the game. And, I mean, you got some talented guys doing a lot of things. Your team's playing really fast. Interesting matchup. This is a team you actually scrimmage. This is funny. Somebody brought this up to me. You, you know, yeah. scrimmage, the benefit game earlier in the year, Little Rock Christian, they've had a good run. I mean, you know, shallow uh, early in the year got them. But then, you know, you'll look at the Greenwood game. You take about – Two minutes out of that deal, you know, right before the half and then the beginning of the second half, that thing could be totally different. They bring a lot of, you know, a great quarterback. They, they bring a lot of guys, you know, skillful. They are physical. I think they're one of the better defense teams in the 6A West. Talk to me the the issues they bring to, to, to your team. Well, they are a very good football team, like you mentioned. Uh, Coach Coe, you and his staff does a tremendous job. Uh, you know, offense, it all starts with Walker White as a quarterback. I mean, he's dang, he's 6'3", 6'4", 220. 
Uh, he's a big athlete that can that can throw the football. There's there's not a throw on the field that he can't make, you know. And then they've got good receivers. Uh, they don't have one. They've uh, they've got three guys that are, you know, they're just average looking high school receivers. But man, they run routes. They catch the football well. Uh, running back by committee because their starting running back got hurt, uh, but very efficient with that, you know. So offensively, they they've got a lot of matchup problems for you. Defensively, man, like you mentioned, uh, Jeff, they they really, really get after it, buddy, with with uh, their linebacker play. Preston Davis and uh, Cooper Jones, man, are two of the best linebackers that are that are probably in the state. You know, regardless of classification, the two seniors that have played a lot of minutes for them. Uh, then their defensive line, you look at them, they don't look spectacular, or undersized, but man, they they got great ball get off. They chase the football. They remind me a lot of our box play, you know, uh, just just relentless with their effort and everything. Uh, but where they're they're really good, as we feel like, is on the back end of their defense. Their corners are good. They've got two corners that can play. Uh, their matchup problems for you because they're long rangey kids. And then they've got the Howard kid that plays safety. I think he's got an offer from UCA or something. But uh, you know they've got players everywhere on that defense, and they do a tremendous job of suffocating you if you if you allow them to. Well, let me get you out of this. What you know, we're, people want to talk about turnovers, penalties, all those kind of things. Break us into a matchup you think is a really key for for both teams. I mean, it might be the left guard against the three technique or, you know, your secondary against Walker White and all his receivers. Look, give us, a, our audience, a matchup they really need to, to to zero in on. Well, I think one of the keys is, you know, I mean, you know, Jeff, that the games are won and lost in the trenches, and we always look at that from our team. Uh, you know, our defensive line and linebacker play is really good right now, and I like that matchup for – for us against Little Rock Christian, uh, you know we've been really good in the run game, and I hope we can continue to stay there. Uh, if we allow them to run the football effectively, uh, it's going to be tough on us, you know, because the matchup with Walker White and his receivers are going to be big time for us. You know, we we're going to have our hands full with those guys and Walker. Uh, he does a dr- great job. But another matchup that we really like is is our O line play. And, uh, you know, against their front, we like that. Our guys are playing really well up front right now. Uh, we got good size across the offensive line, and, and we've been running the football effectively. And a lot of people look at our stat line right now, and, uh, you know, we haven't been throwing it or haven't been running it as much, but uh, we run it when we need to now. And uh, Braylon's got like 70 less carries than he had last year at this time uh, because we haven't had to run the football, you know, so – uh, we like that matchup, and you know as well as I do, when you get deep in the playoffs, you got to be able to run the football. And uh, we feel like we've got a chance this week uh, with a good matchup of a ball run game against their defense. Well, no doubt. Well, let me get you off of this last question. I'm always curious to see how a coach deals with Thanksgiving practice. I mean, it's right. it's one of the great. You know, everybody's got little little traditions. Each school does that. You know, they continue to do it like yourself. What 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 do y'all do for Thanksgiving? When do you practice? And what are some of the yeah. highlights? Well, we kind of continue the same patterns we've been through through a normal week. We practice from one thirty to four thirty on uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But for, on Thursday morning, on Thanksgiving morning, we bring them in at eight o'clock. And, uh, man, our, our touchdown club and our moms and parents and everything, they, they get together, and it's a dang feast here, man. Uh, we, we'll have several people here. You know, got a lot of old players that have already contacted me. and Coach, I'll be at practice. But we'll practice from 8 to 9, and then we have a, uh, a breakfast Thanksgiving for all of our football family. Man, it, 
we'll all we'll have a couple hundred, three hundred people here at the indoor, you know, that day, and and we'll hang out for an hour, hour and a half, and then everybody goes on their way for Thanksgiving Day, you know. But uh, it's always neat, you know, Jeff, to bring uh, everybody together, but have a lot of our old football players that come in, and man, you know, got some guys that are in college right now that are in for Thanksgiving break, and and maybe this is the only time they've got to come home and they get to check out a game and and hang out with us, you know, and we get them involved in that that Thursday morning practice, kind of introduce them to some of our players that might not know them, and uh, maybe even have a couple of guys speak to our team just a little bit on that morning. But uh, always enjoy that, and then Friday we'll bring our guys in at one thirty like a normal day and, and get ready for the football game, man. Man, that's cool. I tell you what, nothing, something about that practice just brings the community together. I mean, it just really, yeah. your old players, and to me that was always the coolest part of seeing the old players. And plus, people get really upset if you're not playing on Thanksgiving. Those older players, <laughs> and let them, the current ones know. Well, Coach, we'll get, at, get you off here. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Good luck to you Friday. Man, thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate you guys having me on. Y'all have a blessed Thanksgiving also, okay? See you, Coach. All right, thanks, Jeff. Man, Coach Harris is feeling confident about his team. They've been rolling, just dominated that 6A East. Little Rock Christian has got two losses to, to early on to Shiloh and a game against Greenwood that could have went either way. This game is matchups everywhere. I mean, you're talking about two, uh, an up-and-coming great young quarterback with an established one, running game. Grandma Nas taking Benton. The Mouse taking Benton. I'm going to take Benton. Break this one down. Benton's at home. Benton won 62-21 last week. Uh, Drew Davis threw for 371 yards and five touchdowns. I think this guy's come of age Jeez, a little bit. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has. Uh, Ellis, uh, Ellis Eliza. Uh, no, it's Ellis. Ellis Payne had 10 catches for 200 yards last week and two touchdowns. He had an 82-yard reception. And then, of course, the big guy in the backfield, Braylon Russell, had 179 yards and two touchdowns. I think Benton's offensive line yes. is what's so daggum good. I difference. mean, they are so yeah. good. But here's the problem is that the only problem I have is Benton is, you know, all the teams in the East have struggled. Yeah. I mean, they're the last ones left here. I don't know if we beat up on each other or what, but it looks like Benton's a little bit more fresher than everybody else because they're doing so many different things. Uh, you know, Christian, once again, explosive offensively, multiple weapons there. Got a, you know, power five quarterback once again that's going to Auburn, which I cannot figure out what the heck we're doing in the quarterback room, uh, recruiting wise around here. But anyway, that's beyond me. Uh, and you know, Christian is going to have to travel. Of course, it's a short trip. Uh, and there's a lot of people uh, here in Little Rock that are pretty fired up about this game, uh, thinking uh, the you know they play the benefit game. Yeah. So that's where it's coming yeah. from. You know what benefit games are, yeah, right? To, that's like kissing your sister. Exactly. You try to lose every one of those I mean, things, man. Yeah, I know no one cares. All the money goes yeah. to AAA anyway. I mean, why are we playing that? Exactly. But anyway, uh, scrimmages you can throw out. The, uh, you well, can throw that you go out. back to scrimmages. Like Benton's one of their best receivers in play. You know, they were still work, trying to figure out the quarterback. You know, Right. Oh, God, I mean, there's, there's so many things. It's a figured out, I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which is smart which is crazy to, to lose those. I mean, we don't, you don't. Yes, yeah, you don't want to put stuff on film. No. You know, oh no, my you god! Go back you to think Braylon the next week? Tell them Braylon didn't he probably dress out for that? Exactly. They probably had Braylon on some kind of ankle injury or something. Yeah. Well, who you got in this? <laughs> yeah, him on IR. But I think uh, this is going to be an explosive game. But like I said, I think Benton's really good up front. I don't think they can get this little guy rattled. 
I think he's settled down. I think they got a good plan. I think I'm going to take Benton at home. Benton at home. You're taking Benton too. All right, our last two getting into 7A. Let's do this. We're going to bring on a man that uh, has faced every one of these teams. And uh, be honest with you, it worked out. Not, hey, he's the, he, he is, could be it, the bear bride. He could be the bear bride of Arkansas. He, he is. Uh, so we're going to bring yes. on the cabin head coach, Coach Scott Reed. And uh, he didn't fare real well against any four of these teams, but we're going to bring him on, and he's going to break each one down. So let's bring him on our BSN guest, Coach Scott Reed. Coach, we're having you on before we get in our 7A segment. One thing that you have done, you've got to play the last four teams left. Unfortunately, you've, uh, you know, you took it on the chin last week against Bentonville, but you've actually got to play. You played Fayetteville earlier in the year, obviously Conway mid-year and then Bryant late in the year and then finished off with Bentonville. Let's get into this Bentonville-Bryant matchup. First, let's okay. start with Bentonville. Break them down for us. And what are we looking for with those guys? What are they really good at? Uh, I think they're very good offensively. Um, the quarterback play has been exceptional this year. Uh, I'm impressed with uh, Connor Nye. Uh, he, he played outstanding against us. He has weapons to throw to on the outside. Um I, I, they, they are more of a pass first team this year than they have been in the past. That's one thing that I noticed with them. Still good in the kicking game. Still very good defensively. Um, I thought they had a great plan against us. And to, the, the other thing that I see about Bentonville um, that impressed me is it, it looks like they're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I, I got that feeling. Uh, I, I know that, you know, the past two times we went and played at Bentonville, which we played them three times now in the last four years in the playoffs, they've, they've always been undefeated. And this year's group has, has lost a few games. They lost a couple close ones early in the year. Uh, they lost to, court, lost to Fayetteville. Uh, the quarterback missed part of the game. It seems to me like they're playing their best football right now. They're healthy. And they're playing with a, an edge uh, that was impressive to me. I thought they played really well against us. Well, I did. I thought they were really buttoned up, you know, not a lot of penalties, which they don't get a lot of penalties right. anyway. They just looked in, you know, playoff ready mode. Well, let's look on the but other it side. Was all, it, was, it was business-like. I mean, there wasn't anything extra. It was like, uh, it was like go to the next play. Very professional the way they went about our ball game, uh, they were locked in. And uh, they, you know, they, they frustrated us. Uh, they, they did a good job, and the quarterback was on. Yeah. He played really well again. Well, let's, let's go back over to Bryant, which, and to be honest with you, you know, Bryant's kind of, for Bryant, flying underneath the radar a little bit. And, you know, I've talked to you throughout the year. You know, they've had yeah. some injuries and different things happen throughout the year and look like week 10 against Conway. They, especially defensively, had everybody healthy and, and they've just gone about their business as usual. You know, nobody's beat them and, you know, in, in seven, a, and, and, you know, five years or whatever. What do you see, right. you know, buck left and all that part. What do you see with this Bryant team? Cause you saw them late. Y'all played them pretty good late in the year. What, what's the difference do you see? And, or is just business as usual? Probably um, we we have played probably as well as we played the last couple of years against Bryant. We hadn't gotten them yet, but we were in we were in close ball games with them. 
Um, I'm very impressed with the job Quad Sanders did this year uh, following uh, Coach James uh, and that staff because I thought there were times there early and in the middle of the year where the, they had their hands full. You know, they weren't necessarily scoring 60 every week. And uh, when we played them, we were – I know we got to the fourth quarter and we were down four and had a chance with the ball, and they didn't blink. Um, the other thing about Brian that is important to me, this time of year, when it gets colder, you're not real sure about the weather, they're physical. Uh, their offensive line is very good, and they can run the ball. That, that, uh, the difference in our game, they were balanced. Um, and they were they they did a good job of running the ball. They had a couple of defensive starters out, and we moved the ball some, uh, but they didn't blink. When it got down to it in the fourth quarter, they played really well. Um, I think when I look at them, I think they're good in the secondary. Uh, a lot of those guys have been playing for three years. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed with their balance offensively. I think they have weapons on the outside and the running backs are very good and then their offensive line is, is the same guys that played a year ago so i'm impressed with brian I, and until you know unlike some years you go into the playoffs or i look at it and you get down to the final four and you go this this group is has just so many areas they're better than other people and brian's been that group the past this this year i think all four teams are good i think they're they're all they all have a legitimate shot, but until they get Bryant, there still is yeah. to me. <laughs> no doubt. Well, let's move up here in Northwest Arkansas, and you played this team earlier in the year. It's the Fayetteville Purple Dogs, for, you know, win right. the conference championship, undefeated, first time in a hundred years since I played. I don't know if they've ever done it, but a long time, and even just winning a conference championship and Drake Lindsey. I mean, you were real high on him after y'all played him earlier this year. I believe y'all opened up with those guys, and they've continued to get better defensively and offensively. What do you see with that bunch? I mean, is it is it just score, 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 but they're playing pretty good at defense at times, played really good against y'all on defense. Uh, what do you see about, about Fayetteville that scares you? Drake Lindsey scares me. I think he's much better than he was a year ago. I think he's progressed in a number of ways. Uh, I thought he was good as a junior. Uh, but this year, he is willing to make plays with his feet when it's needed. Uh, he doesn't force that. But when it when the situation arises and he needs to go run for eight or ten to con keep a drive going, he does it. Uh, I think he is very decisive. Uh, when he goes through progressions, he has he has a great understanding of where the ball needs to go. I think he uh, I think he's improved tremendously. I I think we all knew he had arm talent uh, and he's an accurate passer. Uh, a year ago, I thought that that one of the big deals about him was to try to get him off his spot that he wasn't as effective when you moved him. I think he's improved in that this year as well. Um, so he. Fable's going to go as he goes, in my opinion. Uh, they're they're going they're going to make make it throwing the football, uh, and with how how Drake plays. But I think he's really good. Yeah. 
No doubt. Well, let's let's look at Conway. I mean, obviously that's a big rival with y'all. Y'all played them, I believe week six, week five, something around there, uh, and they were, you know, very explosive offensively, like they have been over the last four or five years. And then, you know, defensively they played really well early, but you know, last week against Benville West, it was they struggled. I mean, you know, just you know, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised at that because they played, they were outstanding when we played them. And it's another case, I think you have two really good quarterbacks going against each other. Don Guanamalo fits that offense. He is exactly what you want running that. Up-tempo, uh, a lot of RPO. He is really accurate. The ball comes out. And it'll be interesting. One of the big keys to me in that game, uh, the, the Fayetteville-Conway game, is Fayetteville is a good pass rushing team. I think they're they're act, active up front defensively. They've got a really good pass rusher or two, uh, but Conway gets the ball out awfully quick. And then and Donovan again this year, he's been willing to run. There there have been times where he's he's taken off three or four times in a drive because you 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 worry about the outside receivers they have. Um, if he is able to sit back there and, and play at the pace they want to play, then they're going to be hard to deal with, too. I could see this game being high scoring. I think they're two excellent offenses. Um, and I, I think both of those teams are going to move the ball. I really do. Uh, as far as a wild card in that game, Conway's middle linebacker is a really good player. I, I like him. Um, uh, ben Chandler, I think, uh, he he made plays all night against us. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Fayetteville handles that. Well, it is. And, he, you know, it, you go back to Conway a little bit, you know, in the Bryant game and things like that, you know, they kind of neutralized him a little bit just on some – some situations in that part of it, and, you know, everybody watches the film. Everybody tries to copy as much, much as possible. Well, coach Reed, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I tell you what, uh, the Panthers will be back next week or next, next year. I mean, y'all another, another phenomenal year. I know you want to be playing on Thanksgiving, but you guys just building that program each, each year. And you got a lot of guys coming back next year. We do, and um, I'll tell you what, though, the four teams left are all outstanding, yeah. and uh, it'd be, it, it'd be, they'd be hard to pick, but uh should be two great ball games. Well, and I think so, and it, you, I think you nailed it where first time in years where all four of them, you know, ball bounces one way or the other, you know, they could be hosting that trophy next week in, in War Memorial Stadium, no doubt. Well, Coach Green, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hey, good to see you. We'll have you back on later on down the road. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your show, too. Appreciate Keep it. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. See you, man. Man, he really broke those guys down. And, you know, you're sitting there. Bentonville last week, let's get in this game. Bentonville at Bryant. Bentonville looked very buttoned up. Looked like kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder. Bryant's just being Bryant, doing what they do. And you still got to beat those guys going on the road. Uh, Grandma Nah is going to take Bryant. The mouse taking Bryant. I'm taking Bryant. I'm a believer. I, I mean, until somebody beats them, it is what it is. But Bentonville, this could be a pretty good football game. Oh, I think it's going to be a really good football game. I think this is uh, probably the best. Uh, well, 
you know, of course, the Conway Fayetteville one's going to be pretty good too. But I think this is the best of the two games in in 7A uh, because I think both teams, uh, they're, they're a lot alike. Mm-hmm. If you think about Conway Fayetteville, they're a lot alike offensively, defensively, kind of the same thing. Bentonville Bryant's kind of the same too. You know, they want to run it, play off, uh, play action, all that good stuff. Uh, Bentonville last week beat Cabot 42 to 14. Carter and I threw for 431 yards. I guess he's healthy now. Four TDs. <laughs> he threw to four different wide receivers. All right. Four different wide receivers uh, last week caught a touchdown pass from Bentonville's uh, coach, nine, I mean, uh, quarterback nine. Uh, CJ Brown had two catches for 112 yards. They also, hey, here's the playoff football right here. All right. We direct snapped it to him. All right. Yeah. He pulls it. Goes off 46 yards off a direct snap. Well, Coach Reed, Coach Reed listens to the show. He didn't kick it to him last week. No, he did not kick it to him. Thank God I mean, somebody finally listened to us on that. You know, maybe we know a little well, bit. Just to the show. I mean, we I know help I'm, you out with some things, you know. <laughs> I know this shirt's really tight and cuts off the blood <laughs> circulation in my head. But, yeah, yeah, I, we know a little bit. Just don't kick the ball to that guy, uh, especially when he's back there. So they're finding different ways to use him. Bryant, man, they can just continue to run the ball. You know, I mean, they've got just a three-headed monster back there at tailback. Their offensive line's explosive. They're living off play action. They're getting the big, tall guy Rykoff over the top. He's a he's a he's a matchup nightmare. Uh, and once again, Bryant's playing where? At home. At home. They get to sleep in their own beds, eat their own food, stay in their own routine. Uh, Coach Sanders got a great plan over there. He's been through this too. Uh, not like Jody hasn't. Uh, but once again, I think home field advantage in this is huge. That's why you play your conference. So I'm taking Brian at home in this. Uh, 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 and once again, to be the man, you got to beat the man. You must. I mean, it's just real simple. And but I think ben, I mean, Rick, Rick stated it a long time. Benville's got got a little chip, man. They look tightened up. All right, here's our last game, our feature game. I don't know on this one. We got Conway <laughs> at Fayetteville. I watched every snap of both games last week. Fayetteville takes care of Southside. Southside gave him a run from the got to the Ooh, fourth quarter, man. what we talked about, and and Good turned game. it over. Did a, Southside did a great job in red zone defense and making Fayetteville kick field goals, and they didn't score touchdowns. Conway, I, I don't know who that team was. I watched last week. Uh, I Ooh, mean, especially man. on the defensive side of the ball. I, you know, I we didn't tackle. They didn't. I think. I, I think Buck summed it up. He just it was sloppy. Oh, I mean, they I mean, were really, really sloppy. A lot of penalties really. and things like that. Yeah. You know, they had a crew that likes to call penalties. Uh, even my mom was texting me during the game. One, one, one to know the officials' names. I didn't give it out. There she's, you go. She, I mean, mama was mad. Of, she was mama upset about the flags everywhere, and uh, yeah. Yeah. and so, but didn't play well defensively. You know, then coming up, you know, you had a bye week, how's all that work? And then, of course, the Bryant game, and Fayetteville's just been steady. Uh, the mouth is going to take Fayetteville's. Grandma Nas is taking Fayetteville. I'm going to listen to you break this down because I've still hadn't made my mind up. Well, you know, you kind of want to look at like, a, like the key players in this one would be the quarterback. Yeah. Well, these guys have combined for almost 100 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – I mean, it, it's they've almost it's almost a hundred touchdowns. Yeah. It's like ninety six touchdowns these guys have thrown or something. I mean, it's astronomical, crazy. And both of them have only I think uh, 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 Amalo's thrown three interceptions and Lindsey's thrown one. Yeah, I mean, that's astronomically crazy to me. And they've got multiple wide receivers. Of course, Nelson's a game breaker for Conway, uh, and then 
you know, they've got two at Fayetteville. They're unbelievable players. They can run the football, too. You know, defensively, though, I think Fayetteville might be playing a little yeah. bit. They showed last week they could keep Southside, you know, who can score a bunch of points, uh, you know, kind of keep them at bay that way. Um, so this is a home game for Fayetteville, too. So Conway's going to travel. Last time they traveled up there, it didn't go so well for them. Well, no. Uh, you know, they missed two years ago. Yep. The semis didn't go real well. Last year, traveled up there and took care of business. I mean, they, they – uh, But, you know, this is uh, – this, like you said, it's a kind of a coin oh. toss game. And what scares you is how Conway played last I know. week. You know, Rogers gave him trouble. I know. Rogers gave him a lot of trouble there. Uh, and I think, you know, you, you bank it on Fayetteville, turning it over, it's probably not going to happen. Lens no. is really, really smart. You can read coverages multiple ways. You can bring a lot of stuff at that guy. Uh, hard to get it, you know, hard to hit home at it. Uh, so I'm going to take Fayetteville at Fayetteville. home in this one. Well, I am going. That sets up us a Fayetteville Bryant final. Yeah, boy, isn't that something? I, I got to make my yeah. pick. Since everybody took Fayetteville, I'm going to go with, with Conway. I don't know why. Oh, I really don't know why. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm going against the grain here. I mean, I've liked Conway all year, and then I watched that last week, and and I don't know who that team was. I, I thought I was on the wrong channel. Well, it was like uh, kind of like you know, and I think Buck said it in the paper too. Like sometimes you get exposed. I mean, like you get stuff put yeah. on tape, and then all of a sudden well, they ran Conway you know, went up there. I think Conway it. could have scored a hundred. They had about three touchdowns. Coach. You know, I remember one year uh, a future Hall of Fame coach from Southside had one wide receiver, and he ran an illegal pick play like twenty five <laughs> times in the score. Hey, yeah, you use your. I don't know who that guy was. I don't know who that guy was, but you know, we used to call him the playoff. Playoff, just give, right, playoff man, just give me the playoffs. Yeah. Regular season stuff. I don't care about that. I mean, just give yeah. me the playoffs. Yeah. I think his name was Jeff Williams. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, it was so obvious. <laughs> the guy almost tackled people <laughs> and never called. Him. Never did. I don't know if we had. I don't know if Grant, I don't know if mom was calling the officials. Well, maybe so. Mom was upset with the hey, officials last us, week. Yeah, give us a shot yeah. here. Give us yeah. a shot. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that stuff. No, no doubt. So anything like that can happen this week. That's, well, that's for sure. true. Well, Coach Fimp, we'll get you off here. Hey, have a happy Thanksgiving. Congratulations to your team, man. Just rolling. Yes. We'll be yeah, checking thanks, your work. Man. Hey, next week, big week, state championships, Huge. baby. State where legends are Huge, born. man. Huge. Huge win. Well, have hey, enjoy your Thanksgiving. See you next week. You guys too, man. All right, buddy. Man, I tell you what, I, I'm going to hit the, the Conway-Fayetteville game this Friday night. Uh, if you can get to one, man, it's a lot of great matchups. And, mm-hmm. man, a lot of these games are just really, really hard to pick. Well, let's let's change our focus here again. Let's head over and bring on Mr. Triple Crown Derek and talk a little uh, college football, a little NFL. Mr. Triple Crown Derek. Man, college football this past weekend, what a turn of events. I mean, injuries, you know, upsets, all kinds of different things going on. College football, NFL is the NFL, man. One-score games everywhere. Uh, uh, Most of the times with the Cowboys, they beat really good teams. You can't beat a good, you know, real good team. Then, obviously, the – the Eagles going on on the road to Kansas City in bad weather, taking care of business. Joe Burrow out. I mean, we got all kinds of things going on in the world. It's crazy. It really is. And you know, it's as I was looking at the games this week in college, uh, you start thinking about all right, who's from a from a from a betting perspective. You start looking at all right, who is um, 
already locked into a bowl game? Who's not? Who's trying to get there? Who is um, playing for a conference championship? Who's already in the conference championship and they're just waiting to get there? And so you start looking through the the lines. There's a lot of deceiving lines, right? Um, and I'll, I'll talk about a few of those as we're going through that. But and it makes you want to jump on them real quick. And you're like, wait a second, they're going to play a second string the whole game because they're not going, they're not a top four team or something like that, right? But um, but it's going to be interesting. I think in college for sure. I mean, you know, the top. Top 10 is pretty good, right? But then, you know, anybody below Bama, I mean, I, I don't think Texas is as good as Bama, and I think Florida State just had a, oh. a major problem, right? I mean, that's oh. that's, that's a problem. Oh, that, <laughs> so, that, that, that's, that's just, just awful. awful. Talk to Talk Coach Norville and Texas. You know, you know that, that's, that's just a devastating, devastating deal. deal but, you know, they you came know, they back, back and won, and, 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 you know, you know 72, 72 Dolphins. dolphins. Uh, uh, quarterback broke his leg that year also. also they went undefeated. But, but, man, that's, man, that's, that's such, such a big, big blow for those guys. guys. It's going to be interesting, interesting, interesting to see what the committee does, does this week with, with, with those, those guys. guys. It, it, is, it is. And and so whenever we start going through my picks, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning on a lot of this because I think this is going to be one of the craziest years where you're going to have a more undefeated teams and a couple big question, one-loss teams that are like, what do you do with these guys, right? And so um, with that, let's get into it, all right? We're ready. So, all right, brother. Uh, so on college this week, we're doing six games. This is going to pay out uh, a little, almost four and a half to one, okay? Um, so the first game I like, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm skipping Thursdays and Fridays games just due to the timing of recording here. Um, but uh, so these are all Saturday games. Uh, the first game I like is uh, Kentucky at Louisville, um, and I like Louisville. Louisville is – they're that number 10 team. You go look at Louisville, they lost to Pitt. And if they didn't lose to Pitt, they're undefeated, right? And they're the ones that are going to go and have to face Florida State in the ACC championship. And that line seven – I don't know if they get – I mean, Kentucky, obviously, SEC team, they're going to give them a run for the money, right? But I'm not going to play the line. I'm going to play this the money line straight up. And um, I, I like the plumber, the, the plumber, the quarterback, and I just think that they're looking ahead to Florida State. I know they are, and but I, I think they have enough to beat Kentucky. It's just I don't know if they can beat them by a touchdown. So if I was to play the points, I'd probably play Kentucky, but I'm going to play money line there. Um, because they're like I said, if they didn't lose the pit, which we bet on them that game, yeah. right? And oh. I did, and that's the only game we lost, they lost all year. Um, the next one is Pitt at speaking of Pitt, so I like um Pitt at Duke, and I like Duke. Um, and I like Duke straight up in this game. Duke's getting healthy again. Duke was good beginning of the year, right? And now they're sitting here with six wins. Um, Pitt has nothing to play for, they're like three and eight. And I think uh, Riley Leonard and that quarterback at Duke, with, at Duke and also that running back, is, is um, and they got a good defense. And so I think Duke um, will win that game. Next game is Bama at Auburn, uh, the Iron Bowl. And so that's at 2.30 on Saturday. Bama's going to take care of business, and that's the way I'm playing it because I also think they're going to go in there, play, get up a couple touchdowns, and then and then start playing some reserves and, and saving – for Georgia, right? Because they're already they're already scheduled to play Georgia 
in the SEC championship. So I'm going to take Bama uh, uh, money line there. Well, let me, let, me tell, uh, let, me, let me hit you on this one just a little bit. This is what scares me a little bit about this one. Okay, yeah. I know Auburn, you know, they, they came down here and played really well against Arkansas. Then they played yeah. New Mexico State and got beat. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how that went down. They didn't practice for New Mexico State last week. It was very obvious and really is. And Hugh Freeze in his first year really doesn't care. And nobody cares that they lose to New Mexico State because if he beats Bama, everybody is going to forget about yeah. that. So we didn't That's practice for New Mexico State. So this one here, I think Bama's got a better football team, but that game always scares me. But Hey, I like. What, yeah. I mean, you got to take a stand somewhere. No, exactly. I, I mean, and that's why, like, I couldn't give the fourteen. The line's fourteen and a half. Couldn't give fourteen and a half points because you don't know number one what's going to happen with Bama with if they do get ahead. Because are they going to try to save some guys? They're going to bring in backups, things like that. They probably can and win. And I think Saban will probably do that. But to be honest, I think you know Bama and Oregon are two of the teams that are playing the best yeah. out of everyone now. Um, I know that uh, they both lost early on, and they're both trying to get back into that the, the top four. But um, so I like Bama there um, on the uh, on the money line. Uh, there is one game here. I said all Saturday games. There's a game here fr- uh, Friday night that I had to pick because it was too good of a game, and it's Oregon State at Oregon. Oh, and- oh Coach Ultimate, we're getting ready for this one, buddy. No. We've and been I'm getting ready for this one. I've taken Oregon. I mean, I, I think Oregon's the better team, and I, Oregon State played Washington down to the wire uh, last week, and I think um, Oregon is going to get the job done because they're going to put the pressure on the committee. <laughs> I mean, I really think it's, the, it's that year, right, to where Bama and Oregon are both going to be putting pressure on the committee. You know, Oregon don't have to go play a chance. They don't have to go play Georgia, <laughs> right, like Bama does. So, um, Oregon, the line's 13 and a half, and I just can't touch that. I can't touch that. And so then again, I'm being kind of conservative here just to get this four and a half to one. And so I'm taking Oregon to win uh, straight up. And, and I'm, then, I'm telling you, in Oregon, you know, they can they take care of business this week, you know, get Washington next week. And I'm telling you, that team right there, they're going to be there at the end a little bit. Better watch them. Been saying it. Been saying it. No, I know. And so to set it up, the last team of my six game leg here is Washington. Right. I've been saying it all along as well, right? Washington sure. from the day one, I watched them guys play day maybe second game in. I'm like, holy crap, it's yeah. a deal. Right. And it's the offense. And they played a t- terror last week they played against Washington State. I thought the defense played a little bit better. It was a crappy game condition. It was about like the game Bray was in last night at Kansas City. Yeah. And and I mean it was misty, rainy, just nasty, right? And that doesn't fit good with Washington, but Washington, um, they're going to be Washington State, take care of business, go play Oregon. So just to recap, Louisville just to win, Duke just to win, uh, Bama just to win, Oregon just to win, Washington just to win. So I'm playing the good teams, right? Oh, yeah. And, and then there's one more game, and this is the one where I'm taking the underdog. And it's the biggest game of the day. So it's two versus three, Ohio State at oh. Michigan. I'm taking Ohio State. Oh, 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 taking <laughs> Ohio State, huh? You, yeah. you and uh, uh, Mr. Carpenter on Pat McAfee every week, Ohio State won. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what's the line on this one? It's four. 
And I will take – I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I think it could go back and forth. I like the number four. I mean, over three, you know, a lot of times it gets to the point where you're watching the game at the end of the game and teams are trying to go for a touchdown because they're down four, they're not down three. I mean, you look at Kansas City and Philly. That's the way the games roll. Yeah. And a lot of people think the magic number is three. I think it's four, right? And so um, with when I saw the four, I'm like, well, I'm going to take Ohio State because Ohio State – they look pretty dang good, right? And, I mean, I was high on Penn State. I was high on Notre Dame. And so all these teams that I'm high on, they were just coming through there and knocking them down. The second game of the year, I, I bet on them to cover like a minus 21 against somebody. And the quarterback didn't look very good at all. And I would I questioned him. But then ever since then, he's, I think Marvin Harrison and that team is kind of like pulled him out, right? I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, so that's the that's the college like, man. Man. Man, that's Why? interesting. That's, I mean, Ohio State. I mean, can, can I ask you who your top four you think will be? Top four, then. Hey, yeah. I've been talking to everybody about this, man. We're gonna have a whole okay. whole show on this, but you know they're gonna start stamping each other out. I think I think Michigan's gonna get in. I think Oregon's gonna get in. Uh, the one that's funny is the George Alabama situation. And then almost, yeah. and then you get uh, uh, Texas there. You know, well, they hadn't looked very good, but they beat Bama. You know, and so a lot of things going to play out here in the next two weeks. But uh, I, I, I'm really big on Oregon. I, I just they look like an SEC team. They're they're you know they're physical. They play defense, which some people do not play defense anymore, but they play defense. And they got, I mean, they just got something about them. And Bo Nix, Bo Nix, I mean, that guy's kind of, you know, let's, hate say it, let's talk a little Heisman here a little bit. The guy's been unbelievable. And he's got the most experienced quarterback in big situations. But, you know, I can see Bama, you know, messing some stuff up a little bit there. And, and I think Michigan's going to be there also. So here's my here's my top four. I mean, yeah, let me just tell you, Michigan Michigan beats Ohio State. They're out of there. I I, right. I don't even want to see it. It's they got to go. Right. Everybody's tired of it. But here's my top four. It's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Ohio State. And then here's my what I think. I think it's going to be Washington and Oregon because I think I think Florida State will lose to Louisville. Yeah, if, yeah. And, yeah I mean, that's, and Washington Oregon will be tight, and I think it'll come down to them, and they'll put them both in. Yeah, Florida State just on the eye test quarterback. You know, we don't know, but the quarterback we situation. We don't. I mean, I don't know. I know I don't know. No, I don't know either. But but you know, you but gotta, that's my four, I, and that's my you know that's the way I'm predicting it. But let's go to NFL real quick. All right. Um. So NFL, I'm only picking four games this week, and all of them are uh, straight up because you've obviously, if anybody else watched NFL, I got do all. Yeah, you know, I live for it. It, they're they're one possession games down to the end on everything, and so um, pretty easy this week. I I mean I wouldn't say easy, but I would um, the ones I like I I think we're going to win. So I'd like the Dolphins at the Jets. That quarterback situation there, it's a disaster, right? Um, they they could have hired they could have kept the white kid, they could have kept Flacco, they could have kept anybody but Wilson, and they would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I, just like a roller coaster. It's just, a, it, and you know how it's going to end. 
you know. Yeah, those I know. guys. I think it could be better putting Randall Cobb at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so, um, because he probably knows the plays as good as Aaron Rodgers. So, um, but with that, I'll take Dolphins um, just straight up over the Jets. Um, second game is uh, Bucks at Colts, and Colts coming off the bye. I like the Colts. They're trying to get to they're they're five hundred right now. I'd like the Colts with. Uh, with uh, Minshew and uh, Jonathan Taylor, and their defense is playing pretty good right now. I like Chiefs against the Raiders straight up. The The line's nine. I, I, I'm hesitant on taking the nine because Chiefs aren't scoring in the second half for some reason. But they're going to figure it out, and they're going to blow somebody out eventually, and it's probably going to be the Raiders this week. But I'm going to take them straight up. And then the last game, is the, it, to me, uh, if I look at the all the games throughout the slate, it's the best game. And that's the Jags at Houston. And they're in the same division. Jags are up one game. And I like Jags in this game. They're up one game. And it's a must win. Houston. Been hot, man. Week. <laughs> They've been hot. CJ Stroud's hot, buddy. I, I know. But I just think the Jags have to do it. Yeah, they have they do. to do it right now. If they don't, then then they're in trouble, major trouble. And so, um, but with that, that is four to one as well for those four teams. You wouldn't think that if you if you plug them in, um, because a couple of those are some pretty dead favorites, especially in the Dolphins and the Chiefs. But the, the Jags is what's pulling you up on your odds, and also the Colts. They're almost pickles. They're they're like one or two points each. So I like the Colts and Jags. I mean, if you like the if you like the Houston, you can get these same odds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Essentially, it's a pickle. But if you combine the the six, I know you like this, and so that's why I did it. So if you combine the six. NCAA games, you can buy the, the the NFL games. It's twenty five to one. A little bit shorter lines this weekend because there's a lot more favorites, um, a lot more heavier favorites. But I think that's due to the college football slate and just kind of how I'm playing the. I'm kind of playing the polls right yeah. on who's going to land and where they're going to go. Well, well, no doubt. I mean, you know this this is going to be a crazy week either way you know college football and and NFL short weeks but thankfully there's an NFL game on Friday night too or first time ever something crazy like that yeah there is uh there's there's a bunch of there's games all week and I'm going look and I was going to tell you I I want I want to bet on Missouri this week and I might but I'm not saying it <laughs> right? because I I just think that Missouri um is a lot better a lot better team than us at seven and a half points, and that's what the line is right now. And I, but I'm not throwing them in there because every time I touch Razorback, something it happens opposite. Well, it happens <laughs> to everybody exactly. And Missouri's got a good football team, and they got a lot to play for. And but you know, just like we talked about, is the you know you got senior night. Me and Bray were talking about. Sometimes those games, you get a turn, you just go crazy. And we've, you know, I've seen it a hundred times. But anyhow, well, tell everybody where to find you. You'll be done. Sure there's a lot of ball games. I'm sure you're going to be done uh, wagering a, a, a few times this week, this weekend. Tell everybody where to find you at. Yeah, man. So, um, like I've been saying, tri uh, Triple Crown on TikTok or on uh, Instagram. Uh, I've been putting, I've been hitting them on TikTok. If you guys follow me on TikTok, uh, the, What's weird is the not the weekend games, but it's the week games. So the the Monday night parlays I'm putting up about thirty minutes before, and the Thursday night parlays I've been hitting. Uh, last night we hit a four to one that uh, that we that we put up. It was only a three leg bet, um, but it, it hit well. We had a 
Eagles plus three. And then we had a couple prop bets. We had Swift over 60 total and Pacheco over 60 total. And they both hit. We hit a, um, a nine to one last um, last week as well. So hitting some good ones on, on some of the prop bets that we're playing. So, But I put those up on, on uh, TikTok. So go out there and do that. Hey, I wanted to remind everybody with about one thing here is so we're rolling into horse racing season, and you know it's coming. It's it's the eighth. It's before it's around the corner, right? We're we're less than a month away. Um, and uh, if if you like to go to the races and you want to, you know, take your friends throughout the year, call right now because they're taking reservations right now. And you can't. Um, you you got to call a specific number if you don't. I mean, this is how you get your good seats. This is how you. You can get seats at the at the lower restaurants, which is post parade, or you can go up to the carousel. Um, if if you like to have a seat while you're at the races, you know, like I do, um, and I have, you know, spread your stuff out and just be able to have a place to go sit down in between races, then you need to call and get your reservations now because they will fill up. Uh, so I would do that now if you if you guys know what weekends you want. Well, good deal, good deal. Uh, I'll get your reservations. I think it's two weeks out, and Oakland will be up and running, and, yep. and we'll have all kinds of good stuff on here. Well, man, have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, we'll see you next week. Getting ready for championship right. week next week ought to be a lot of fun. See you, Derek. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Man, a lot of guests. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Coach Bray, you got big plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, we'll be with the family on Thursday. Going to watch the Hogs and Mizzou game Friday, but I'll be around. I'll be right well, here. we're going to do the same thing a little bit there. Yeah. Probably catch a little basketball also, and then um, I'm going to make sure, but probably hit the Arkansas Missouri game, then yep. head all over and watch a little Conway and Fayetteville. Man, there's a lot of things to do, a lot of games to go to, yes, and week. look forward to it. talk to talk to everybody about how to find us and where we're at, and yep. what our subscribers are are jumping. We're about there. We need a little bit more push right here before Christmas. Well, just one final little push, uh, and we'll be in a great spot, Coach. We are uh, we're going to be coaches in the mouth on YouTube. You give us any search, you'll find us there. Every like, every subscribe is a huge, huge deal. We're coaches pod on Twitter. Um, but you can find us on every social media. Uh, these will be posted, um, every Friday, um, moving forward. Well, sounds great. Hopefully we'll have this episode out Thursday morning. Yes. This is what we're looking forward to it. Well, this is coach Jeff Williams along with coach Bray cook. Hopefully the mouth will be back with us next week. Uh, well, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. See you next time.